It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. To ends and a great blow to depth at the position after also losing Al-Qadeen Muhammad before the start of the season, it all puts the Hurricanes in quite a predicament. So that means that the offense could be expected to carry more of the load this week, but that side of the ball is floundering after a really bad performance against North Carolina. Miami scored just 13 points against the Tar Heels and was an abysmal 4 of 15 on third downs after going 4 of 13 in the Florida State game. 8 of 28 on third down just isn't going to cut it, folks. And as we embark on a new edition of Kane Sport Live tonight, I am sure a lot of the conversation will revolve around just what is wrong with the Kane's offense. And lest anybody suggest that things are perfect on the other side of the ball, I'll point out that Carolina was 14 of 23 itself on third downs after FSU went 9 of 17. As hard as the defense is playing, as improved as they clearly are this season, and coach, uh, defense coordinator Manny Diaz is the first to point this out, they are having a difficult time getting off the field on third down. Teams are exploiting what we knew coming into the season was a little bit of a deficiency in pass coverage and in the defensive backfield. So do the math. Miami's opponents the last two weeks converted on 57% of their third downs, while the Hurricanes converted at a 20% rate. That's called losing, folks, and is a big part of the reason Miami sits here at 4-2 and two after residing in the top 10 just 10 days ago. So what's in store for Miami on Thursday night? A game that's right there for the Hurricanes that they clearly can win if they can go up there and play well. Can they get the ship righted again? Or is this season of so much hope and so much anticipation going to continue drifting away as it has over the past nine days? We'll talk about all of that and more tonight as we begin a new edition of Kane Sport Live. Hello again, everybody. I'm Gary Furman, the publisher of Canesport.com. We once again welcome you to the fastest three hours in Hurricane Sports. As always, this is your show. It'll be driven by your participation. The call-in number is 646-595-2048. That's 646-595-2048. As always, we have more than 100 open phone lines, plenty of room for everybody to call in and participate. You know the drill. You hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. That sends us the prompt. We bring you on in the order that you call in. And yes, our first caller again tonight appears to be Greg, who I had the pleasure of meeting for the second week in a row at the stadium on Saturday. Really good guy. But first, as always, we ask the fans on the message board at canesport.com to submit questions and topics that they would like to hear discussed on tonight's show. Here is some of what they came up with. Why is the offense struggling to this degree? 
Why is Brad Kaya inconsistent and not playing as well as he did earlier in his career? Mark Richt was an elite play caller and offensive coordinator at Florida State in his first few years at Georgia. Is he getting rusty, or is he just getting used to his personnel and a new team? Or has the time already come for him to go and hire an offensive play caller? Is Rick strapped by the offensive line, by Brad Kaya? He's using a lot of shotgun. Has he sacrificed his under-center offense to accommodate Kaya's slow feet and a bad offensive line? Here's a clue for you on that one. You'll remember James Coley, the offensive coordinator in Kaya's first two seasons, for the same reasons, did the exact same thing. Has there been any talk of Malik Razier getting reps? Or maybe a special package to change the pace? What is the major malfunction with the offense? Has there been any thought given to giving Corn Elder two to three offensive touches a game? Would that, how will Mark Rick solve these offensive inconsistencies? The entire offensive line seems to be playing out of position. The starting tackle should be guards. The guards should be backups. Is this the year that Miami finally lands some studs in recruiting on the offensive line? What's the difference in quality of play between the offense and defense? Are there better coaches on the defensive side? Better players? A combination of the two? How's recruiting going? Are kids still interested after the two losses? Is it time to accept that this program may not get back to glory anytime soon, but just stay average? We seem to be missing something. So a lot of real provocative topics to get into there as the show marches onward. Again, the number 646-595-2048. That's 646-595-2048. You hit the number one on your keypad. If you want to come on the show, and let's go out now to the 845, where Greg has returned home and is ready to get us started on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight, Greg? Great, Gary. Great to see you again. Um, okay, yeah, great I want to you. start off. I want to start off with Brad Kyer, 17 and 14 in his career. Is that the worst record in modern Miami football for a quarterback? It's got to be. Well, I mean, we'd have, we'd have to do the research. I mean, they, you know, there have been tough times for other quarterbacks, but, you know, there, there's no question. I mean, there's something about Brad that's, I mean, now going into three years that he's not, he can't win big ball games against good teams. And uh, it's obviously not just his fault. Um, you know, obviously he's got a whole offensive team around them. I'm not sure that he's ever had a complete offensive team around him to where everything was perfect. And uh, so many of us have a lot of confidence in Brad. But, I mean, it's disturbing that when he gets in these games, he's, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't find the, the, the right receivers. He's not making big plays. Um, and Miami's just keeps losing. And it, it's a concern. Now, you know, obviously – Brad's probably not going to be going to the National Football League after this year. I think um, 
I think that's looking pretty likely. And he almost certainly will be the quarterback again next year. And um, I guess the onus is on Mark Rick to make him better. I mean, you know, Mark Rick is considered one of the best developers of quarterbacks around the country. And um, the onus is on him to make him better. And I think the way that he can make him better immediately is by calling the game better. I think he'd be the first to admit that the other night was probably not one of his best called games. Uh, you know, I, I think he had a game plan. I think you got to give him a lot of credit for not abandoning his game plan. Um, a lot of people around the country will tell you that the way you beat Carolina is control the tempo. Don't let them get into that fast-paced uh, rhythm that they like to get into. And Mark Rick accomplished that. But the problem in accomplishing that was he – seemed to take the big play out of his own offense. And, and Miami only scored 13 points, uh, and that's just not going to cut it uh, in the ACC or any other league. Teams around college football are scoring a lot of points these days, and you know, you got to get into the at least the mid-20s or 30s if you want to win ball games. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if the approach changes on Thursday night and, it, and if they open things up a little bit more and try to give Brad a chance to throw the ball down the field. Well, he had one chance to hit Amon Richards, who was wide open for a touchdown, and he overthrew him by five yards. He just doesn't have the it factor. Uh, he, he, the difference in that game the other day was their quarterback made plays with his feet and on third down. He killed us so many times by getting out of the pocket. Brad's been outplayed in the last two games, Greg. He, I mean, but he just I was, has. I mean, let's be Let's be honest, Francois outplayed him in the Florida State game, and Trubisky uh, outplayed him last week. Right. This offense has only been good in one game this year, in my opinion. I don't count Sam you. I'm talking about App State. The rest of these, Florida Atlantic, they weren't good. Georgia Tech, they weren't good. And these last two games have been a disaster. I mean, come on already. You're right about, let's get Ro- put Rozier in down in the red zone. He can make plays with his feet. It's, they can run the same plays. It, it's, you, we always talk about how much of the offense he's put out there. It looks the same to me every week. It's, it's terrible. Yeah, I mean, listen, there's two, you know, I don't think you want to start getting into musical quarterbacks. There's no reason to go to Malik Rozier. I mean, Brad Kai is... No, I don't mean to start him. Like you said, put him in for series. Yeah, I don't... I I personally don't like it. I I mean, a few people have been mentioning it. I I don't like it. I don't think you want to start getting into musical quarterbacks and and make things even more difficult than they already are uh, for Kaya. But, um, you know, Brad's the best quarterback on the team, period. It's not even close. And you, you, until there's a better one in the program, you're going to be riding on him. And, uh, you know, there have been some whispers that Miami's looked into Blake Barnett, which I thought was interesting. Uh, I don't know that there's great prospects that he'll come to Miami, but um, you'll remember he was considered the top quarterback in the country coming out of high school, went to Alabama, things didn't work out. He has transferred from Alabama. He's going to a junior college in California right now. And... Um, you know he'll be transferring for next year to to another team, and I guess we'll be able to play three or four games into next season uh, wherever he goes. But uh, you know th- there's been word that Miami is one of pretty much almost every team in the country that's inquired about him. I mean he's, he'll still have a couple years of eligibility, and um, 
you know, we'll see what happens there. But, uh, you know, I think right now you just, you just need Brad to play better. I mean, he's capable of playing way better than what he's playing right now, and I don't know what the reason is for it. Um, you know, he did take a real pounding in the Florida State game. I don't know if that had some lingering effects against North Carolina. Um, I thought Coach Rick called a very conservative game, and um, maybe part of the reason for that was he was protecting Brad and didn't want Brad taking hits uh, in this game and be subjected to it. So, you know, he, he focused very much on the running game. And, you know, there were times it worked okay, but times, you know, you're relying on an average offensive line to be cons- to be productive that many times. Um you know, I don't know. It, it, to me, it's kind of tough, but, uh, you know, it, it wasn't good enough. They didn't win. So, it, it, it therefore, you have to question, was it the right strategy, even though Carolina only scored 20 points? Right. Miami's tied for fourth in the country in points allowed. There's nothing wrong with the defense. They're on the field a lot because we don't make we, – we go three and out a lot. It's ridiculous. Yep. But anyway, let's move on. One last point. Do you know offhand how many scholarships we're playing with right now? Because I went over the roster. It looks to me it's only about 75. There's four yeah, guys that off the team. Yep. I'd have to recount it. I don't know what the exact number is right now. Um, if I was guessing out of the clear blue, I'd say somewhere in the 78 you know, ballpark. But, but I'd have to go back and recount it. All right, last thing I'll run. How about McFarlane? You think we're going to get him? Yeah, I do. I do. I think there's, I think there's a great, great chance. That I'd, put, I'd put about an 85% chance on him. All right, Gary. Thank you very much. I'll speak to you again next week, hopefully on a better note. Yeah, they. Uh, you know, let's hope that they can just go to Blacksburg and put a complete game together and come out of there with a win so that the, for, for all of you guys, I mean, you want the rest of the football season to be relevant, okay? And, and you want to, you know, at least be in the coastal race right down to the wire and, 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 and not have it over at midseason. I mean, that would be a travesty to me, the way this, you know, with all the excitement that this season began with, you know, all the great things that are going on in the program, the indoor practice facility is going to be built, uh, the new coaching staff coming in, who I still believe is a market upgrade um, from what's been there the past few years. And um, I don't know, it's just, it's been kind of sad to watch these last seven days. So yeah, I, I hope, that they go to Blacksburg and play a much better ball game and can come out of there with a win. I personally think they are capable of doing that, so we'll see. All right, Greg, thank you for uh, getting us kicked off. We'll, we'll talk to you next week. Um, 646-595-2048 is the number, 646-595-2048. You hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Let's go to the 256. You are live on Kane Sport Live. Yo, what's going on, Gary? Doing good. Who's this? So this is Juan from Alabama, man. What's up, Juan? Uh, man, another day, man, another day. Down here in Crimson Horror Country, man. You know, just just dealing with all these fools down here. Uh, They're good. You know, I mean, give them credit. I mean, they, they they are running a program that we hope to see Miami have again one day. Yeah, I guess so. But I just I, I just can't uh, give give them their props right now, Gary, man. I just don't like these cats, man. And it seems like every time we get up real high, it's like we get punched in the stomach, and it's like, oh, no, come on back down to reality. I just don't understand what's going on, man. But uh, 
just to touch on a couple of things, man. Uh, I mean, a lot of this stuff is, is on the O-line and on Brad Kai, but have we not been seeing a lot of drop passes by these wide receivers? I mean, you saw a lot when it got wet the other day. I mean, I, I, I'm I mean, not going to say drop passes are a huge problem. The Joku's dropped one or two. Uh, there were a bunch dropped when it got wet the other day, but I, I don't feel drop passes are an excuse for the problems they're having. I don't care. Okay, well, I check this out, Gary. I mean, I'm not so, saying I'm right or wrong. I'm just saying I think they have much bigger problems than dropping the ball. Okay. Well, so if the O-line seems to be collapsing on the left-hand side, I mean, all the time, that's what that's where it keeps collapsing at, on extra points, field goals, you know, all that. Why not put another tight end over there to help out that left side? They got it. Why not have on a the tight kicks? end coming in and block? I mean, on the kicks? I mean, not necessarily on the kicks, not necessarily on the kicks, but I mean, just whenever we run in offensive plays, if if they keep getting beat on that left side over there by on Darlin's side, then or either side, I mean, why not put a tight end over there to help him uh, block that defender? Yeah, I mean, the, 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 that's got to be on the table, no doubt. I mean, those last two plays the other day were pretty bad. Okay, so I mean, we yeah, already I know, know that I Carolina knew Miami was throwing the ball and was teeing off, but you got to be able to block. I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's pretty horrible. I mean, I'm I'm sitting up here talking all this trash, and you know, my brother texts me and he's like, "Oh man, it looks like y'all about to go down." And I'm like, "Nah, we good, we good." And that next play, he gets. I think it was Darling who got beat on the left side, and they forced a fumble. I'm like, "Oh my God, I ain't gonna never hear the end of this crap." But anyways, man. uh the defense, we already know they legit. Uh, so, I mean, do you think if if he keeps calling these vanilla plays, I mean, you think do you see us getting an offensive coordinator next year? Or, I mean, no, I mean, no, I think like, he's pretty like Greg said, the these play calls have been horrible, man. It's the same plays. You just run the just, same it's stuff. Just, just a little, a little too simple, you know. You don't have a great offensive line. You can't just power the ball down the field every single time. Too many right. dives right and, up. Uh, and uh, right before the show started, yeah, I think now, Mark, Rick's, seen, uh, yeah, Mark Rick's a pretty sure. He's a sharp guy. I'm sure when he watched the game film, he saw that, and he probably realized he called. He needs to call it a little better. Maybe you know, just be a little bit more creative, a little bit more aggressive. I don't. Well, I mean, I, I really know, like the Mark thing Rick, that so I think is really hurting them it. that I don't like. I understand why they did it. James Coley did the same thing. I don't like Kaya in the shotgun. Running those read option running plays, I just he's no threat to run the ball. Um, they, I just you know I, I I wish they could get back to get, just get him under center and get a play action passing game back into this offense. Yeah, I definitely understand that because when if, when he goes you, you to the lead, he's going to be under center without play action, in my opinion. It's and, hard. Uh, it's very hard. hard. Uh, so this whole situation, uh, like I said before the show started, I see some players got caught up with Sam Bruce and this whole marijuana thing. Is there any intel on who these other players were? Um, I've heard a couple names, a couple freshmen. Um, it's not confirmed, so I'd rather not throw it out there uh, on the show. Um, but supposedly there were a couple other freshmen that were uh, with him, Um Apparently they were not uh, uh, not arrested or anything. They weren't charged. Okay. Okay. Well, well, put it. Can you can you put it like this, Gary? Are these other two guys or however many guys that were with him? 
Are they key players in our offense no. or defense? No, they're freshmen okay. that aren't playing very much right now. Uh, who obviously okay. knew Sam Bruce. They were in the same class, and you know, I guess Sam's still in school. You know, and I don't know how much longer he's going to still be welcome down there. You know, based on what's going on, but. I mean, what a shame that this is what this kid has turned himself into. I mean, I mean seriously, uh, you know, I mean he was a hell of a hell of a player, a guy, a kid that got a lot of fanfare in recruiting, went to all the national seven on seven events and things like that. And this is these are the decisions that this kid decides to make, and uh, I'm not surprised. You know, I remember on signing day when somebody asked me about him at the university. You know, I I I told them that you know I thought that. that there were going to be some issues with Sam. And, you know, I had seen a lot of things myself in the time that I was exposed to him that I thought were warning signs and that he was going in the wrong direction uh, as a human being. And, uh, you know, it's turned out that way, but it's sad. I mean, it's just, it's sad to see a kid just self-destruct like this. Yeah, I definitely feel you on that. Marshall, Marshall will give him another chance. You watch. Right on, man. Well, you know, I, I went ahead and just and made a damn uh, rage bet with my brother. You know, he said we was going to get blown out by Virginia Tech, so I just went ahead and bet a, a smooth $30 on that. So I hope we go out there, not just because I put money on it, but because it ain't even about the money, man. I just want us to get up out of this, this slump we in and just go on and win out. I mean, do you agree that we ain't going to face – no more explosive offenses for the rest of the year? I mean, no, I don't agree with that Who else is on all. our schedule that's uh, got an explosive offense? I think all these teams got are dangerous. I don't know if – I mean, NC State gave gave Clemson uh, uh, a hard time the other day and really should have won the game at Clemson. I mean, imagine that. NC State goes to Clemson, and I'm telling you, they should have won. They, I mean, they're kicking a chip shot field goal to win the game on the last play of the game, and, and the kicker just – the kid missed it. Um, you know, or they beat Clemson at Clemson. Um, you know, they're a very dangerous team. Uh, Duke is a dangerous team. Uh, Pitt is a dangerous team. Uh, so, yeah, no, this is not a cakewalk by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I think Miami's just going to have to start playing better offensive football. All right, one more thing, Gary. But I think they will. I really do. I think they will. And I I share your optimism for Thursday night. Maybe I'm crazy, but I I think that they can go up there and play a very solid game and win up there. Um, So I hope you win your bet, and I hope, you know, we're both right. All right, Gary, one more thing. So – you said uh, Demetrius Jackson is is out and Chad might not play, and we already know Scott Patton is out. Now, that's our deepest part on our defense, so we should be just fine there, right? Yeah, you still have Joe Jackson. You'll still have Bethel. Um, so, you know, yeah, I mean, you do, you do still have a couple guys left there. But I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't slide McIntosh outside a little bit and use the depth they have a tackle. That wouldn't surprise me at all. Right on, right on. All right, then, Gary, man. Have a good night, man, and go Canes. Keep me on hold. You got it. All right, 646-595-2048, 646-595-2048. Let's go now to the 404. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Gary, how you doing, man? It's Roland from New Orleans. What's up, Roland? Welcome back. Man, how you doing? Quick question. Um, 
with the two um, losses, um, has that um, at all altered um, any recruiting? Uh, you know, from the recruiting standpoint, you know, some guys that's committed. Has that been any, you know, in any, um, you know, cause a little friction, or everything's still solid with guys we have that's committed? Nah. No, I don't think it's affected recruiting at all. Um, you know, I, I certainly not with the kids that are committed already. You know, I, I mean, I don't, I, you know, I mean, kids that are that are still floating around out there that are not committed yet. I mean, you never know; mm-hmm. it, it it could affect affect them a little bit. But you know, I know I, there were a lot of them that had high hopes for Miami this year and thought that this would be the year that Miami, you know, turned the corner and and proved. Um, you know, obviously that the Canes are back, but I don't, uh, I don't anticipate it having a huge impact on recruiting. Okay, okay, um, and also um, offensive line um, as far as recruits, um, are there any new targets as far as uh, you know some, some some left guards, right guards? I mean, I mean just just linemen in general. And just from the, from the old from the, from the uh, officer standpoint, do any 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 new targets that you see? Uh, well, yeah. Uh, I mean, I I guess you could say that. I think that the pool is expanding. Um, we had a story actually on Kate Sport today on uh, Tariq Bateman from Gadsden City up there in Alabama, and um, you know things are looking somewhat favorable with him. That you know he seems to be very interested. Um, mm-hmm. Other guys, Caleb Chandler from Jefferson, Georgia. Um, the kids at American Heritage, I think they're doing very well with. Um, Needle, yeah. You know, sl- yeah, I'm, you know, Slayton and Herbert, I think they're doing well with both those guys. Uh, I'm not as optimistic as some are about Kadeem Telfort switching off of Florida. But, uh, yeah, the, the, the pool of offensive line recruits, I think, is always subject to expand. Uh, the, you know, obviously it's a huge position of need, and they're continuing to look hard. Okay, okay. I wanted to agree with you were saying earlier. I don't know why, and again, as coach, I mean, whatever, whatever, you know, Rick decides. But I, I, I just couldn't understand why they kept putting uh, Brad, Brad Coyote doing that read option. I mean, it almost looked like, I don't understand. I don't understand. That. I mean, I guess if and, you're and running then, that out of the shotgun, you know, that's kind of like – the run, you know, the running attack that you have to use. But I mean, I, I don't know, man. I wish they could get him out of the shotgun and get some more variety into their running plays and get back to play action passing. I don't understand yet why they don't mix it up like that. I, I, I can't understand. I was watching the game and I was uh, well, living in Atlanta. Brad, it's to protect Brad in the offensive line. That's why they're doing it. Well, they can't bring a, a, a tight end to do a chip. Uh, what about uh, well, you I, I mean, fullback? <laughs> I would put all those options on the table. You know, I mean, Mark Rick's I mean, feeling his way with these guys. You know, you gotta, know, you know, I you know. gotta realize that it's first years are tough. First know, years are yeah. very, very tough for coaches. So I'm, you know, let's be honest. I mean, a lot of these first year coaches are struggling. You know, Kirby Smart up at Georgia, they're starting to wish that they hadn't got rid of Mark Rick up there. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know. um Justin Fuente at uh, Virginia Tech. Uh, you saw what happened yeah. to them at Syracuse the other day. Um, and, yeah, you know, we, some we, other we, examples. We got, you know? we, got a, we got a quarterback. That's a, that's, well, you know what? 
He came in as a freshman. He should have. He should have been registered regardless. Um, of course. You know. Um, there's there's no true freshman that, that should play a quarterback. There's no true freshman that should play on the offensive line or defensive line. I mean, kids need need to be redshirted. Yeah, I totally agree, man. I totally agree. Um, I, I still, I definitely still uh, feel positive about the team. The defense looked great. They, were, they, they, that was just a total overhaul, man. Manny Diaz is doing a tremendous job. I just think that uh, we need more bodies. And that's just, what I think, you know, uh, sixty-five players on the roster. I think we need. It's got to go up. We got to, we got to have more bodies. I mean, it's just. Um, Man, I just want to. Well, I, I think they're paying the price a little bit for you know that Florida State game t- took a lot of wind out of their sails. Yeah, it did, and, and it was very tough physically on the kids, and I think they're still recovering from that. And uh, they have got to find a way in this program, and it's happened now year after several years in a row. They put so much into that Florida State game, and mm-hmm. that I, I think that after that game, the kids just they. they they're spent, you know. They they just don't have a, a a lot left in the tank for 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 a little bit, and and you know you don't want to make excuses, and I certainly wouldn't. But uh, I do think that we saw uh, even on the defensive side that they weren't that wasn't the same energy that they had against Florida State coming out of the gate against North Carolina. Now I know the defense had a good second half and shut them out. But uh, it wasn't the same, in my opinion. I I didn't think it was the same, and um, you know it's very hard to get kids to play at that at that kind of intensity level and physical level because when you're throwing your body around like that, you know it's not always fun, man. It hurts, and you and you know you're beating yourself up, and uh, mm-hmm. I just think that they they got to figure out a way to be able to win or lose the Florida State game, come out of it, and not have it affect. The next week or two weeks, and uh, you know, I'm not sure that that wasn't the case on Saturday. I thought it did have a little bit of an effect, uh, not an excuse, but uh, I don't think that that was the best effort that Miami could put out that we saw on Saturday. Yeah, and I, one last one last thing. I was, and then you can put, put uh, keep me keep me on hold. Uh, when 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 um, when, it's, when you know when and you you you're on the campus and, and, and at practice, but when they uh, when 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 the, when the team practices, when it's raining down in Miami, do they do they are they practicing in the rain or do they kind of show practice? Yeah, now? they practiced in the rain this morning. It was it was it was raining pretty good through I mean, uh, prior to the North parts Carolina of practice game. this morning. I'm you know I'm not sure they had many rain practices prior to the North Carolina game, and, and it, yeah. it kind of showed, didn't it? <laughs> they, yeah, they, they looked like a whole lot. They, they, they looked like uh, like they, looked like very, they were very from crisp yeah. at all once it got wet. Yeah. All right, Gary, man, you do a great job, man. I just um, I feel good about Thursday. I just uh, just wanted to mix it up a little bit more, man. Damn, I want uh, we should have uh, beat North Carolina. Yep. Um, you know, All right, well, hang in there. Keep, hopefully, keep hopefully uh, things get. Hopefully, they they win Thursday. Maybe Carolina slips up a little bit down the road, and uh, we'll have a race. You know, over the last month of the season, we'll see what happens. All right, thanks for being part of the show. Let's go to the uh, six four six. You are live on Kane Sport Live. Hey Gary, how's everything? Everything's good. Who's this? This is Kyle calling from Brooklyn, New York. Hey, are you a first time caller? No, I called before, but it's been a long time. All right, well, welcome back to the show. What you got for us? 
you know, I think some some of the fans are a little hard on Mark Rick. What they're not understanding is that this guy, he didn't even do a full count a year yet, you know. you got to understand, it starts with recruiting. The minute you start recruiting good and you start getting depth, that's when you're going to really start seeing a lot of progress with the program. Right now, he's actually playing with guys he didn't even recruit. Like Brad Kai, he didn't recruit that guy. The offensive line is terrible. That's a given. And the offensive plays have been sketchy, but he's working with not a full deck hit. The offensive line, once do you, again. Do you, do you really think people are being that hard on him? I don't. Uh, not, not, but, you know, I see some people complaining and saying, well, you know what? Well, I, I mean, let's be honest. That, that was not a good offensive game the other day. I mean, come no, on. No. It wasn't. I mean, no, listen, I, I'm, I, I'm a, I love Mark Rick. Mark Rick's great. I think he's going to do great things at Miami. Um, I think he's reinvigorated the program at every level. But, and, and we'll put a capital A on the end, that was a bad offensive game the other day. No, I thought, I thought it was a bad offensive game the way how it was called, but I don't think he really trusts this offensive line in Brad Kai. That's why he's doing the run-pass option to try to slow down the pass rush and to hold up the linebackers to see if he could get something over the top. But I think Brad Kai has just been consistently inconsistent throughout the whole season and throughout his whole career at Miami. You know, he's slow-footed. Uh, I don't think he's I don't think he's what everybody thought he was going to be. And I'm hoping, actually, that he leaves after this year so we could start fresh, you know, bringing in the Kofi Perry or bring in that trans. I, mean, I don't Google think you're player. ready to replace him yet. You don't want him to leave, I don't think. There's nobody ready to replace him yet, in my opinion. Yeah, you know, you know Nikosi Perry is not going to be ready as a true freshman. I would love to redshirt you know, Nikosi you... Perry. I would love to redshirt him. You but have to. Time, you don't want to go like... through that again. Excuse me? You don't want to go through that again. You went through yeah. that with Brad Kaya. You don't want to play a true freshman. Uh, I would love to redshirt Nikosi, honestly, but I don't think Brad Kaya is the answer. Like, you're looking at him, and he's just consistently inconsistent. And this is a – you need to have a good quarterback to lead you. And Brad Kai is good, but I don't think he's that guy that's going to lead us in big games. Like, every big well, game maybe, that he's played, maybe not, but, he falls short. But I think it, st- it starts with putting him in better positions and giving him more chances to go down the field and make plays. Yeah, I think so. I think we got to get the bullshit. I mean, he has made a lot of plays. I mean, this is a guy that's thrown for 400 yards against Florida State. I mean, you know, it's not like he's incapable of making plays. Is, next question, Gary. Is all the is the losing these two games, is it hurting recruiting? Uh, I was just asked that before. I think it's way too premature to say that. Uh, I don't believe it is. It's not helping recruiting, but I don't think it's hurting recruiting. And there's, is there any way that we could flip a guy like, let's say, uh, Jerry Judy or Leatherwood? Because if they come to Miami, I don't, I don't they start think so. immediately. I don't think you're flipping either one of those guys. I think your biggest any, your biggest priority right now is you better you got to hold on to Navon Donaldson. And I tell you, I keep saying it, 
Um, I think Florida's a player there. I think Florida State's a player there. He keeps saying the right things. He's saying he's solid, and hopefully he is. But, you know, I, I know for a fact he has not given those other schools any indications that they're out of it and that they should stop recruiting them. To me, you got to really make sure you keep that kid. Is there any news on Devontae Smith? Is he leaning or Holloman? No, nothing, nothing yet. You any know, the, once, once the season starts, recruiting quiets down a little bit. I mean, there's there's not a lot of commitments at this time of year. Um, kids' lists don't really change at this time of year. You know, they're, they're so busy and they get so consumed with their own high school seasons that uh, it's very limited as to what, you know, what really happens during the season. Okay. So what are the chances that Miami win in, in VTech this game coming up? I personally think they're good. I, I, you know, I, I, maybe I'm nuts. I, I think they're going to go up there and play a good game Thursday night. You know, I think they're going to have an edge. I think the crowd's going to get them riled up. You know, Virginia Tech will have a good crowd. It'll be a, a, a very lively atmosphere in the stadium. And uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I feel that Miami is going to be very motivated and go up there and play a good game. They've had good practices this week. The coaches like the energy they're seeing. How the offense looked in practice? I mean, Coach Rick's been happy with what he's been getting. You know, I mean, he's he he's happy with the effort and, and the energy he's seeing, and you know, we'll see. Right, well, hopefully, we get the win. Last question: Is there any way that we'd be able to get that junior college quarterback transfer from Alabama? I, I for, for, they've inqu- apparently they've inquired about him. He would be a great pickup because that would be a guy that could start for. Um, I, I guess he'd have. I believe he'd have two years of eligibility left, um, and he could. Uh, is it two or three? I'd have to go back and, re- and figure it out. But uh, but he would be a great bridge between Kaya to him and maybe Nikozi Perry. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Yeah. Is Jake Allison completely out of the fold? I wouldn't count on it. You know, he's a California kid. You know, my guess is there's a much greater chance he stays out west. Yeah, I think so, too. What's the news on Jake Allison? Is he completely out of the fold? No. I mean, for this year he is, but he's redshirting. But he'll be in the, you know, he'll, he'll be in the mix in the future. He's learning. He's doing what a freshman should do. He's redshirting and learning. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Yeah, those well, you kids know, Gary, aren't good I don't want to hold you up. So thanks for taking my call, and let's go Canes. You got to take. Thank you for being part of the show. All right, 646-595-2048, 646-595-2048. That's the number. You hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Let's go now. Uh, let's see, to the 239, you are live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary, um, I have a question. Yes, sir. TG, TG Player 12, I have a question. I called in last week and I asked, I said, Gary, that Florida State loss was a heartbreaker. 
you know, blocked PAT, minute and a half left, couldn't get a stop. Defense had been doing pretty well all game. You think there was going to be a hangover. You say these guys seem determined. They seem pretty good. You know, I don't think they're going to let that happen like it has in the last few years. Would you agree that maybe mentally we may have overestimated them from that Florida State game? Yeah, they they weren't. They definitely didn't have the same zip to their game as they had against Florida State. There's no question about it. But I personally felt that the the offense and its lack of production was the was the reason for that loss the other day. And uh, I just didn't feel like they went for enough. You know, I don't think they were they were aggressive enough. Um, I don't think they threw the ball down the field enough and made things happen. In, in that phase of the game, and I think that's why they lost. So too, too yeah, many third, too many third and fives, third and sixes, third and sevens, well, getting a penalty, third and you, thirteen. Just you know, you that's, that's, the they're just, that's why they're failing on third down. Well, because you're diving. All right, here's here's the play call, Mark Rick. It's one of two. Okay, the first play call is usually uh, a flat, something in the flats, slant route, looking for something relatively short up the field if you don't hit it then you're going to run for a dive okay if you don't throw on first down you're going to run for a dive on first down then you look for your short slant on second down <laughs> so it's 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 you know depending on kind of what or, 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 or run down. nine or run nine straight times which they did at one stage you know and that's fine to do if you're going to you know you're going to do some comebacks or you're going to do some counter runs you're going to do some sweeps you're going to do some tosses you're gonna, you know, you gotta spread the field side to side and then dive it up the middle when you already have your linebackers looking to be reading and running to a sideline. You can't just run. Yeah, we're not seeing any of that. None of it. Not, we're none not of seeing. It. And honestly, we're not seeing counter plays. I don't do, think I've seen a guard do. pull this year. They, you know, they must feel like they just don't have the athletes on the offensive line to do those things. But here's the thing. Remember that touchdown that I think you're be scoring on. I think we pulled Nick Linder and Casey McDermott, and we pulled them out, and they came out immediately to the left, and they, they completely sealed these two blocks at the same time. It was like it was ever a video game. Um, and, I mean, and Joe Yearby just ran right by him. We ran that play one more time during the game. It didn't work because the defense had adjusted um, under uh, Chiswick. But, you know, that was the only time I saw it, and the first time they did it, it worked for a touchdown. I never saw it again except for once out of 60 or 70 plays, but it looks, I mean, I'm going to give you my assessment of this and I want to know what your assessment is. I saw an unfocused, undisciplined offense on that field, kind of the way that I used to feel when watching Mark D'Onofrio's defense, just players out of position, not committed, not focused, not really believing in what they're doing, just kind of going through the motions where everyone plays like a Jag. Everyone plays like a, just a guy, no one plays like a man amongst boys. No one plays like an alpha. You're seeing that sort of, you know, what you're looking for like that, you're seeing on defense, but that's not what you're seeing on offense. Would you agree with that assessment? Does it kind of feel that way to you? Yeah, I don't see the receivers blocking down the field the way they did earlier in the year. Um, I, I agree. I, I just I don't understand it. I, it's it's oh, very, very bizarre. Very but the the quality of their game has, has definitely taken a dive. Yeah, as a quick example, in conjunction I'm a big with the competition area. getting stronger, you know, that is true. The competition has gotten stronger, but I don't think that the competition right now is necessarily, particularly this UNC game, Florida State maybe, okay, but the UNC game, 
I don't think they exposed a bunch of crap that we had been kind of dusting under the table on our offense. I think that we came out on offense not really sure of who we were or who we wanted to be, and the plays that were being run, we weren't fully committed to it, and we just got run over by the, by the defense. We were, found, we were figured out. We were found out the whole time. We were smoked out, and we put up 13 points. The last time we won a game where I think we scored 13 points was the 13-10 to 10 win in 2005 or six against Florida State when I think we had Kyle Wright um, as our quarterback. He, was, he converted every third down on the final drive, and, and we won it 13-10 to 10 up at Florida State. Other than that, you're not going to win a game. And that was 15 years or 10 years ago. <laughs> you're not going to win a game scoring 13 points, scoring 20 points in the ACC. Not today's college points. football. Very few of them. So if you're Mark Rick, you're saying, okay, I'm in the ACC. I'm a first-year head coach. Manny Diaz, who I've given complete reins to, and I think he's honestly a future head, uh, head coach in the making, um, hopefully later rather than sooner. But, you know, you have Manny Diaz completely running the defense. You can see it, the wholesale change. You know, you went from a Honda Civic to what feels like a, like a BMW overnight and on that side of the field. Other side of the field – You've, you've done the exact opposite, and Mark Rick is not helping these players with play calling. It doesn't seem like he's helping them with kind of disciplinary or focus. There doesn't seem to be a lot of buy-in. What do you think is really going on here? When you're walking off the field, I think he didn't this one week. I don't think you could say that that's been the case the whole year. I think, I think he's been fine in pretty much every other game. I mean, they should have scored 30 points against Florida State. You know, you had the Mark Walton run called back. Kaya never should have thrown that interception. Um, you know, they should have been over 30 points against Florida State. So I, I don't think that's, that, that it's fair off the one game to really get that strong ab- about Mark Rick. I think he had a bad day the other day. Oh, I'm a big Mark Rick fan. Please don't get me wrong. I, I'm biased in favor of Mark Rick. We just looked like we were totally off our game from the Florida State game. The last thing I want to ask about, and let's get some other callers on, is about that touchdown. I have to admit, when I was watching the replay of the touchdown from the, from the uh, UNC uh, player, I was so focused on his feet, I didn't even notice the ball wasn't secured. Because the replay they kept showing on TV was from behind him. You didn't really see the front of him. Seeing the pictures in the video I've seen now, I mean, there's no way that thing was a touchdown what do you do at this point? And, and look, let's be honest, it's not us against the world and the officiating the way that we all like to think it is. It's really not. If that were the case, there would be lawsuits, okay? There's too much money at stake. We don't want to admit it, but it's true. But what do we do at this point where we're like, look, you guys are blowing calls against us on a weekly basis. We don't think it's biased, but you guys have got to pick this up. What sort of retribution or recourse do we really have? Uh, you don't have a lot. Uh, but, you know, I hope the ACC is starting to get embarrassed. Uh, you know, there's just way too many bad calls that are impacting Miami games. And I, I can't speak for the rest of the league games because I don't see them all. But um, they got to start being getting a little bit embarrassed. And, and it's inexcusable when you have a replay system in place for a replay official to blow a call like that. I mean, it's, you know, it's one thing if you're getting borderline holding calls that you're wondering about and things like that. But, uh, you know, th- th- this was a play that was reviewed, and under no circumstance should they botch that one up. And uh, I think you just got to be thankful that it didn't impact the final result of the game because even if North Carolina had kicked the field goal there, 
uh, they still would have won the game. So, uh, but I do think the ACC needs to step it up a little bit. All right. So before I go, and you can put me on hold after I ask this question, if you're Mark Richt, what is the one absolute thing you have to, have to, have to get done from this past week, this UNC game, to this week at Virginia Tech in two days? And you can put me on hold. You've got to get a downfield passing game back into the offense. You know, they're not good enough to be a station-to-station, station, four yards at a time type of offense. They're just not. You've got to get the big plays back into the mix. You've got to go down the field. You've got to get Stacey Coley involved down the field. You've got to get Amon Richards involved down the field. You've got to not be afraid to use your tight ends down the field either because both Njoku, Njoku and Herndon are both capable of going down the middle of the field and making big catches. Um, right now you're giving the defense way too small of a box. They, they're not having the they – Carolina didn't have to defend the whole field the other day. Uh, I thought it impacted the result quite a bit, and uh, so that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for some more downfield passes – um, a little and a little bit more of an aggressive mindset offensively. I'll be surprised if we don't see it. Hope so. Hope so. Thanks, Gary. Have a great week. You got it, man. Thank you for being part of the show. All right, guys, I'm going to take a moment here to talk about our long-running sponsor, sponsor of Kane Sport Live the entire football season, and that's FanDuel.com, where you can play one-week fantasy football for cash. FanDuel. You know the drill, and um, you've heard us talking about FanDuel here at Kane Sport Live for a while now, but if you, a lot of you I know still haven't tried it, and you know, you're really missing out on a lot of fun on Sunday afternoons. Um, I've been playing FanDuel for a few years now, and um, you know, I haven't done so great. Don't have as much time I know as some people do to put into my my picks and stuff, but it's still fun, you know, figuring out my team each week and then going and checking throughout the day on Sunday to see what kind of points I'm building up and if I'm winning any money. And um, you know, ask yourself if you haven't tried FanDuel.com yet. You know, why haven't you tried it? Is it because you think you're not going to win? Um, is it because you're afraid that I'm going to beat you? Um, is it because winning cash? Playing one-week fantasy football seems too good to be true. Or maybe you think you're no match for those guys who take it really seriously, who have been playing longer. Well, let me put your mind at ease. With FanDuel.com, you're always going to get a fair and level playing field. They have beginner contests for rookies only. They have experienced player badges, so you know who you're up against. If you're up against a real experienced guy, you're going to know it. There's no uh, hidden secrets or, or, or ringers, per se, in your leagues um, sneaking, sneaking money out of the pot. They have more single entry contests, your, your single best lineup against theirs. There's custom features with FanDuel.com that allow you to have even more fun, excitement, and accessibility. There's Friends Mode, where you can challenge your buddies in a private league. There's choices for every budget. Sure, there's big ticket contests, but there's also contests for as little as a dollar. So, you know, you can go to FanDuel.com and have fun playing fantasy football without risking an enormous amount of money. So, uh, you know, I really... I uh, can't urge you enough to try it. You can go to FanDuel.com forward slash Kane. Check out our listener league. That's a great way to start. That's a, that's a $5 game. Or you can go and find yourself a dollar contest and see um, how you fare there. And if you join FanDuel now, you will get up to $50 in free entries 
New users who deposit will get five free entries to NFL 50-50 beginner contests. So you'll get to one free entry a week for five weeks, and you'll get to go and test your skills against other beginners. It's a great way to get started with FanDuel.com, which is why we've brought this special to you guys at Kane Sport Live. So I urge everyone, if you haven't sampled out FanDuel.com yet throughout this football season, take a shot this week. They'll give you the free entries. You know, you can play a couple dollar games and see how you do and see how you enjoy fantasy football. So go to FanDuel.com. You click the Join Now button, and you used our promo code Kane, C-A-N-E. That's F-A-N-D-U-E-L dot com. Promo code Kane, C-A-N-E. Uh, go test out FanDuel.com this week and, and see how you like it. I think you won't be sorry that you did. All right, let's go back to the show. 646-595-2048. 646-595-2048 is the number. Um, let's go now to the three, two, one. You are live on Kane Sport Live. This is me, Gary. That's you. Hey, how's it going, man? Uh, my name's Al, first time caller. Oh, hey, Al. Welcome. I'm glad um, we, we like first time callers on the show. Awesome. So, um, so I think my first question is, um, Mark Rick's always had like an AJ Green, no Sean Marino, uh, you know, Todd Gurley, and the list goes on. Do you think that this kid McFarland could possibly be a game-breaker like that, that I feel like we kind of desperately need here on this on this uh, Hurricane offense? Well, I was I, – I saw McFarland on Saturday, and he's – I mean, he's standing there with a cast on his leg. <laughs> he's injured. He's missing his senior year. Um, he's not what I would call a big back. I mean, I, you know, to me, McFarland is – you know, in the mold of Joe Yearby, maybe Mark Walton. You know, maybe he'll he'll develop to be at a Mark Walton level, which I think is a pretty good level. Um, I'm not willing to say he's a franchise running back at this point. <laughs> um, you know, I don't feel that way. But you know, I think he's he's a good solid running back. And if you're taking uh, you know two or three running backs in the class, I, I think he's a, a a very good player who can who can you know do a good job as one of those guys and compete at the position. Um, but no, I'm not ready to say he's Todd Gurley just yet. And, you know, I mean, I, I would, I would say go watch his film, see what, see what you think. I mean, I, I like it, but I'm not, I'm not willing to say he's Todd Gurley. All right. That's fair enough. Um, and also, um, it seems like we're going to have some depth issues again in the defensive backfield, uh, looking in the next year. Do you think that the young guys you have on the roster are going to be able to kind of step up and fill roles next year, like uh, Malik Young no. and you know Cedric Wright, guys like that? No, I, I don't. I, I thought Malik Young looked terrible the other day when he went in the game. Um, I I was actually surprised how bad he did look. Uh, you know, I thought by this point he'd be a little bit more capable. He's he's undersized. Um, just you know, I, I know it's he's a true freshman that doesn't really belong out there, but I didn't think he looked very good at all. He's got a long way to go, but I do think that some of the freshmen coming into this class are going to play next year. Um, DJ Dallas will more than likely uh, be a defensive back. I don't think there's any question that he's going to be you know a very prominent fixture in the defense next year as a DB uh, for starters. Um, I think some of these other young guys. Um, you know, um, 
I don't, you know, C.J. Henderson, if he ends up coming back into the fold, might have the ability to play as, as a true freshman. Um, I don't really have an opinion yet on Brian Edwards or Billy Gibson in, in that regard. Uh, Trey John Bandy, to me, is a real I, – I like his competitiveness. He's a little bit of a small corner. Uh, so I'm not ready to make any crazy predictions on him. But I, I think D.J. Dallas will be one that will definitely come in. I, I think there's a chance he starts – as a freshman at cornerback, just because they're gonna, they, you know, they're gonna, they, they're gonna need him. I mean, you're losing corn, and you don't have a ton coming back. So um, they got to keep recruiting. I'd like to see them find a JUCO or somebody off the transfer um, on the transfer market at DB. Uh, but there's no doubt that right now, that's looking like a little bit of a problem area. All right, Gary. Well, um, I guess other than that, we just gotta <laughs> gotta pray about getting some of these offensive linemen. And you know, I'm a Hurricane. Uh, you know, I'm a Hurricane alumni as well. So I always think that we have a chance to win. So I'm hoping that happens on Thursday. All righty. Well, hey, thank you for calling into the show, and make sure you do it again. All right, man. Thanks a lot. You got it. Six four six five nine five two zero four eight. Hit one on your keypad. If you want to come on the show, let's go to the 470 now. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary. How are you doing? Doing great. Who's this? This is Rodden. Hello. Hey, what's up, man? What you got for us tonight? Hey, listen. Um, I think we knew going into the season that uh, we're going to have some concerns on the offensive line. But I don't, know we, I don't know if we thought it would be this bad. So, do you think there's any chance of uh, with, with Brad being not as mobile as he is, and the offense being as bad, offensive line being as bad as it is? Do you think there's any chance of some packages with Malik coming in and maybe using his his legs and some of his run pass option stuff? I mean, there's always a there's always a chance. I, I hope they don't do it. You know, I really do. I hope they don't do it. I don't. I don't see any reason to get into musical quarterbacks and uh, and you know pollute pollute the environment with that. I I, I think you know you, you got to put Brad in positions where he could be successful. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't think it's blame Brad or even a play caller. I mean, I'll say the play caller could be more more creative, but I think he's just a disaster with having a, a pocket passer and a, a, a line that can't really protect. So either you got to get more creative, or you got to have a quarterback that can move some. Because I don't see it getting any better with this offensive line. Do you, how, how how better do you think the offensive line can get a year from now? I don't. <laughs> um, you know, I I think you're going to lose your best guy, Danny Isadora, after this year. Um, I think if if Navon Donaldson sticks, you're going to have a true freshman starting a guard. I don't see how they're going to get Trevor Darling out of this left tackle role that they really need to do, but I don't see who's going to replace him at left tackle. So I think you're going to have to keep him at left tackle. Um, obviously, McDermott will stay at the other guard. Linder will be at the at center. Um, and, you know, I, I guess you'll have St. Louis at, at right tackle. And um, if, if Donaldson sticks, he'll be the right guard. But I don't I don't see how that line – is going to be significantly better than what they are right now. I just don't. I mean, I think you're, you know, you're looking two, three years down the road before that's reality. 
and it's I know it stinks. I know it's not what you want to hear. Um, you know, I'm, I know I'm tired of talking about three and four and five year rebuilds and things like that. But I mean, it's just really hard to turn a program in in a year or two. It's it's this, this is this is a long term project here. Um, you know, you're you're seeing like you know like like this year they sh- they're shoring up the defensive line with young key, with young guys. I, I think you know you're in pretty good shape on the D line for the next two three years, um, and they just got to keep that pipeline coming there. Um, I think you're, you've seen the linebacker position get shored up, you know, pretty well here. Um, again, yeah, keep it going, keep bringing in guys there, but I think you're in decent shape at linebacker. Um, secondary has to be totally, re- you know, has to be rebuilt. <laughs> Um, you know, that's going to be a big project starting next year. Um, I think everyone would agree you, you need more explosive receivers in the program than what you have right now. I think you'd like to see a big-time running back get landed in recruiting. I mean, Mark, I think Mark Walton's great, but, you know, I think you'd like to, you know, as time goes by, you'd like to, you know, upgrade there and, 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 and get to the point where you've got a, a superstar and Mark Walton. Um you know, quarterbacks, I think they're doing a decent job of recruiting there. Um, so, you know, that's looking good. And, and O-line, you just talked about, uh, you know, that that obviously has to continue to be rebuilt. So this is not a quick fix here. Now, that said, this team easily could be undefeated right now. You know, they, they, I, I thought they were 10 points better than Florida State, and I thought they just played like garbage against North Carolina. I don't. I don't feel that Carolina is a better football team than Miami. I felt like they had a better plan on Saturday than Miami had, and and they did. They were able to do a few more things offensively than Miami was able to do. But I'm not sitting here thinking that Carolina is a significantly better football team than Miami. So it, it doesn't mean that while you're rebuilding, you can't compete to win the Coastal and things like that. I feel that you can, but you just don't have a margin for error is the problem. Like – you know, Mark Richt has a bad day at the office Saturday, and you know you're, you're going to lose. I mean, there's just there's no margin for error. There's just none. You know, Brad Kaya has a bad day. You're you're going to lose. I, I, you know, there's no there's no running back to bail you out. You know, there's no Willis McGahee that's going that's going that's going the, that's going the distance. So. You know, it just it is what it is. I mean, but that, like I said, it doesn't have to mean that they have to that they can't compete for conference championships. Yeah, because if we're not going to get more mobile at quarterback in the time zone, and if we're not going to uh, get any any improvement on the offensive line, the only other option you have is to get more creative on offense or score in other ways on defense, especially teams. Those are the only things. Those are the only things you have. So I'm hoping to see some more creativity in the offense. If, if we're not going to uh, do some some different at quarterback or do something different um, with the offensive line, so I think that's the only option we have right now. So I'm hoping to see some better, maybe some better play calling, maybe some different some different looks or something. So we'll just see what happens. <clears throat> all righty, you got anything else tonight? That's all I got, Gary. Thanks for having me on. All right, man. Thank you for being part of the show. Six four six five nine five two zero four eight is the number. You hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Let's go to the eight five zero now. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, how you doing tonight, Gary? I'm doing great. Who's this? Uh, it's Travis up in Tallahassee. Living hey, with what's up, Travis? Man. 
Welcome back, it. man. <laughs> they were Actually, a little lethargic um, have... on Saturday. Well, I, I saw they only scored 17 on Wake Forest. Yeah, yeah. They're just a prime example that we should have beat them a couple weeks ago. Um, I actually forgot about this point last week when I called in, and I just want to know if this is actually truth or not. I, I read this, I believe, on another site, that the replay official for the FSU game, I think his name is John or Joe Rydell or something like that, is actually the founder of the South Florida Seminole Booster Club and had two sons that have graduated from FSU, and he was the in-house official, replay official for the FSU-Miami game. Do you know anything about this? And is there any truth to this at all? Or, I mean, Honestly, I, I did not do that investigation. <laughs> so, I mean, I've heard those rumors, but, you know, I, I, didn't, right, follow right. through, I didn't follow up on it. Who cares? I mean, if point, that is, you know, that's just ridiculous. I mean, that's got to be well, some the whole kind thing, of... I, I mean, what's ridiculous is that, is that there's issues in the ACC constantly with officiating year after year after year. Absolutely. I, I thank my lucky stars that day when I was watching the game earlier and I saw Ron Cherry. I was like, oh, man, he ain't officiating the FSU game tonight. Sweet, we got a chance. And we still got screwed by officials. So, I mean, that just blew my mind. Just blew my mind. ACC is one of the worst when it comes to officials. And even I saw them doing a, like a Big 12 game earlier this year, and both coaches were complaining about how bad they were. Um, anyways, getting back to the RPO, as we all know, I mean, that's just basically that's an Oregon-based, you know, option run with a quick bubble screen attached to it so that if the runs are shut down and your quarterback can't run anywhere, you can throw a quick out or at least at very minimum a slant. And every time that RPO comes into play, it seems like it's just a run. You know, there's I, I haven't seen a play off of it yet. Well, what I, I think happened was – that when Mark Rick was calling them, they were they were passing the ball every time, and I think in this last game he wanted to get away from that and run the ball more. So I think he took the option out of the a lot of those plays and 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 had them just straight running the ball. All right, all right. Well, I I, I agree with just every other caller out here, and I've known it for years. I mean, we don't have to be a spread based system but you need a mobile quarterback. I mean, Brad Kaya looks like he's running in quicksand out there. As soon as he realizes he's about to be sacked and takes off the run, the guy's already completed three steps and sacked him. I mean, it's it's insane how slow that guy is. He makes Peyton Manning look fast. I mean, that's... Yeah, I understand, it, but, you know, I still say, you know, your, your, your two most successful passing plays the other day were the two plays where he scrambled and made something happen. And that just shouldn't that be the case That one was impressive. Him. Yeah, I give you that. I was kind of blown away. I was like, look at him out there running around. Oh, man. Yeah, that's but crazy. that's not what you want. To me, that's not what you want. You want those no, players coming in. No, you definitely don't the, want that. In the course of and he, re- he's your regular offense. the type of player that needs um, a great offensive line. Not a good offensive line. He needs a great offensive line. If he has the time and he has the pocket, he can shred any team that we're going to go against. Even if we made it to the ACC championship and face Clemson, he can shred them. There's no problem with that. But as you said, we're two, three years out on an offensive line. So, I mean, next year we're looking at much of the same. Yeah, he's never had it, and he's never going to have it. So, you got to find another way, you know. Speaking of the offensive line, you were going through the list earlier. What is uh, George Brown Jr. tagged to play? What's his position? Uh, don't or whatever his name is. 
the transfer guy. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know yet. He's just running scout team right now. Okay. We'll, okay. we'll know more about right. what what the deal is with what the deal is going to be with him at spring practice. All right. And um, my last comment that I can think of right now, um, I totally agree with your assessment of um, McFarland being of the level of a year B or a Walton. The only comment that I would say or slight angle to that is that he has a lot more speed than either of those two. So depending on how he comes back from this, what is it, a fibula or something injury? Yeah, he's got um, the same injury that, you did, that year B actually had in high school. Which slowed Yearby down quite a bit because he he seemed to be a lot faster when he was at Central before that injury. Do you, do you agree with that? I mean, I, you probably got to see him up close and in person a lot more than. No, I, I don't know if I agree. I don't know if I agree with that. You got to remember, in high school ball, you're going to look faster. Well, that, that's very true. Your level of competition. That's the one thing that I question about McFarland. Is does he look that damn fast because of the level of competition, or is he that fast? Which I would assume at five nine, he's. He's got to be pretty quick, but uh, that's that's the thing that we need at running back right now. We got two identical players pretty much in Yearby and Walton. We need somebody that can the home run threat, the Duke Johnson, you know, type of threat that can rip an eighty yarder like it's nobody's business. Even though we've seen Mark Walton do it, he's still on pad on the slow side. But anyways, thanks for having me on tonight, Gary, and uh, have a good one. No sweat. Thanks for being part of the show. All right, let's go out to the uh, 870 now. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary, this is Liam, Arkansas. Hey, what's up, man? Welcome. Hey, I, uh, thank you, thank you. Uh, I have a couple of things. I, I went in, or you were talking earlier, and this is probably my point, of that, you know, when we get Perry in, you don't want a true freshman playing. Well, I went and looked up Kaya Numbers as a true freshman. Looked pretty good to me. He put 47 nah, points on it's North not Carolina. Just about stats, oh, it's about winning games. Okay, well, Gary, Gary, if you okay, listen, if we take out Mark D'Onofrio, a defense, you put Manny Diaz as defensive coordinator and give him 47 points, we win it. We win a bunch of games: 41, 41, 31, 55, 30, 47, 26, 20. If we get 22 points, we win it. If we get 22 points, we win. Think about it. You get Tracy Howard, Dion Bush, those guys that's developed under a real defensive coordinator. See, I, I think I think we get too much. This is my argument about the freshman thing. Jalen Hurts of Alabama is balling. Coach knows how to use him. Of course, he has talent well, around him. Yeah, but his offensive line. Let's be honest. He's yeah, got an NFL his, team around. But his offensive I mean, line on. is not that good. His offensive line is not that good. Clemson, if you watched them in the national championship game, Clemson gave them all types of fits along that offensive yeah. line. Uh, the offensive I'll tell you line something else about good. Alabama. Let me tell you something else about Alabama. They're they're good for 14 point, points a game that they create off their special teams and defense. Oh, and turnovers, yeah, I'll give you that game. Oh, my God. Yes, every game. I, they played Arkansas not too long ago, and I think they could have scored 30 points on defense special teams alone by itself. Yep. So i give you that. But my point is, is that coaching, coaching matters. If we watch the FSU game, people talk about how bad offensive line is. Well, FSU offensive line wasn't any good either because we knocked their quarterback out twice, and then we knocked the backup out. So their offensive line was atrocious. But the thing was, the quarterback was able to make plays, not even just running, but moving in the pocket, able to make plays down the field. And then with my other knock against Kaya is the 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 it 
when he comes out the game and goes into the huddle, when you look at him, he has nothing is nothing on his face or nothing about his demeanor makes me feel like I'm gonna elevate my game and we finna do this. Nothing. And people say, well, that's his personality. I can't think of an NFL quarterback that has that demeanor that can win consistently. I don't think – I, I can't think of – Jameis Winston actually won, won four games. His last year at Florida State, he won like four games by himself. Heck, he won the Ole Miss game this year at halftime. You know, we, you got to have some type of demeanor to say, okay, when he threw his helmet, I was happy. That was, I was like, thank you, Jesus, stop that. We got to have some type of <laughs> something, man. And it's not – I look at Texas A&M quarterback. He can't throw a lick, but he can elevate his team. He can lead the team, and he can make a play. It's the desire in there. Um, so, I, the thing with Kai is his freshman year was better than his junior – right now his junior year. Um, Gary, and I, and I, I hear what you're I saying. Know, I know. And, and, and <laughs> honestly, to me, to, that's, that's on Coach Rick, man. He's got to figure out a way. He's got to figure out what will work with Kaya and, and get more out of him. Yeah. And then the, the other thing, I know, did you say you would rather go to a pro style or how do you feel about I mean, the they're basically or, running a pro style with some spread concepts from, you know, I mean, right. it's, it's essentially a pro, pro style offense. I mean, yeah, I just, I just, I don't like, pro, I don't like pro style offenses without play action passing. Oh no, it doesn't work um, because you can't. I, I just think even with the RPOs, when we're running it and we're running that dive, it's basically essentially saying we're bigger than you, we're stronger than you, we're just gonna run over you, and we we're not that. So and then Correct. when you have that's what the, they tried to do Saturday. That's exactly what they tried yeah. to do Saturday. And yeah, it cost yeah. them. And, and, it cost them everything. I mean, that was a that to me that was a season altering loss the other day. Obviously, I mean, yeah, I don't think I'm saying anything. Yeah, that, revelation. I mean, I mean that was a season altering right. deal the other day. To me, that was that game, and I know people there are, are different, but I wanted the North Carolina game more than for the state game because of the implications of the ACC, you know, championship, the road to it, and. I just think in, in, on third and – we'll have so many third and fours, Gary, third and four. And instead of giving Kai the opportunity, he'll go right back to that dive, which has not worked. Now, the other caller did say when he pulled – he did have a couple plays. When he pulled later on, he had some success. But this is my, this is, this is my thing. I know it's going to take Rick some years. But it don't take you years to adjust at halftime. That don't take years. You could do that right now. When yeah, let's, listen, let's hope gym. that – I think you've you got to hope Saturday – let's hope Saturday was an aberration, okay? I mean, he's a, be, he's a better coach than, than that. There's no question yeah, about that, it. I mean, Mark Richt is a, yeah. a high-level coach. You know, maybe he wasn't yeah. good enough to win championships at Georgia or enough, enough to make them happy or whatever. But, I mean, yeah. this is certainly a, a top – you know, a top tier coach in college football, uh, right, a guy that's right. experienced, I, I agree. and you know he's with a new team. He's feeling his way. Um, I, think I understand. Was, I give him that. I listen. I understand the game plan. Uh, there's a lot of coaches out there that are good football coaches that would agree against a team like Carolina 
that likes to go up and down the field and run 100 plays and, 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 and create all kinds of problems for your defense, that the best way to beat them is control the tempo of the game. Don't, let, you know, don't, don't give them a lot of possessions. Uh, control the clock and run your offense that way. And I think that's what he tried to do. But the problem is with the offensive line at the level that it's at, that becomes flawed because they can't execute 12 play drives. Um, you know, even that one drive, they had great success. They ran the ball nine straight times, and they got down, I think, to like the 25-yard line or something, and the drive bogged down at that point. It's like they're just not good enough to, to, to go the length of the field like that. You, you have to make some big plays. You've got to get some yardage and big chunks, and you're not going to do it running dives into the middle of the line on, on first and second down. So yeah, I, I, hope, I hope you learned from that. And, and, and I'm, I'm expecting them to be a lot better on Saturday. I really am. Uh, I'll be very surprised if we're having the same conversation next Tuesday. Yeah, I, I agree. Now, last thing, on the recruiting with the O-line, this is my – I think the guy right before me just said it. We're like three years away, even if we get the linemen in. You know, very rarely there have been some where you can get a couple true freshmen come in, they're studs, and you're shocked and all of that. But to the most degree – it's going to be all up to development with the lines yeah. that we have. I'm in. I mean, Navon, honest, I look, Navon Donaldson is good enough to come in next year and be a stud as a freshman, but but okay. he's a rare, rare situation. He's a rare situation. Okay, you know, you're not going to find too many tackles that can come in and 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 you know, I mean, there's a few every year that are five star yeah. type players and stuff like, like Tonsil, that. But, yeah, those guys. Yeah. But you're not going to – it's very, very, very rare. So I, I think that, you know, this line next year, to me, does not figure to be a lot better than the line is this year. I, but that's my – now, that was going to go to my, my last question. We had Darling, four-star, McDermott, four-star. I mean, these were guys yep. that were, you know, pretty highly recruited. What happened Listen, in the Mc, development? McDermott's doing okay. Dar, Darling is playing out of position. I mean, he he needs to be a guard. He's not a left tackle. But they don't have a left tackle, so they have to use well, him out there. And Bar Milo is just just he just ain't got he ain't came to the party yet, basically. No. No. Yeah. No. Nope. Yeah. I, I, it's going to be up to the development, man. But um, I I appreciate you, Gary. Um, just keep me on. I, I hope what you said is all correct about. The next game and adjustments, I pre I do think Rick can figure that. I don't think he's stubborn like like Golden or anything like that. So we'll see, man. Gary, that's all. Well. Okay, Gary. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, guys. I I hit a button and that that cut me off. Um, hopefully, you can hear me now. Um, we're we're at the 305. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Gary, what's going on, man? Doing good. Sorry about that. Yeah, no I hit, problem. I, I hit the damn mute button on my microphone. <laughs> no problem. That wasn't good. Listen, I want to I want to talk about um, why these the 
uh, offensive line has regressed this year, and I want to talk about some of the recruits that were we signed, hopefully it's committed, and who we're going to get. And if you look at Linder, since his freshman year, he's gotten worse. Remember he came in and started his freshman no. year? I wouldn't say he's gotten worse. He looked terrible the last two games. Yeah, I mean he's he's just to to me he's he's always been a hit or miss average offensive lineman. I don't think he's a great offensive lineman. No, I'm not saying he's great. I'm just saying he's regressed. I'm definitely saying he's not great. I don't think he's regressed. Yes. I mean, I you know I can't agree with you on that one, but um, I think he is. It just is what it is. I mean, I think he's okay. I think he tries hard. He just doesn't have a lot of natural. Uh, talent. So that goes with all the other recruits we've uh, signed at offensive line. They don't. No, McDermott was a very highly regarded guy. I mean, I, I think no, McDermott's doing I don't okay. No, the guys on the bench. The guys on the bench. Yeah, they just made a they made a lot of mistakes. And you know, and, and then you get all these guys like Linder and McDermott who played as freshmen. They never should have played. I mean, you know, the whole thing's been a mess. I mean, the program hasn't been been operating properly. So you don't have the the, the appropriate development going on in some of these cases. Um, you know, like, you know, Linder's, a, 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 I guess, a junior who should be a redshirt sophomore right now. Same with McDermott. He should be a redshirt sophomore right now. Um, you know, they were darling. Same thing with darling. You know, all these guys, they were all forced to play at the beginning of their careers before they were ready, and they weren't developed properly. And then, you know, you're playing some of them out of position. Yeah, for sure, darling. Um, what do you think of the D- Dykstra kid? He's a good prospect, but he's not going to walk right in and be ready to play. And then Slayton. We're getting Slayton. Uh, I think they got a chance to get at least one or two of those kids from Heritage. Who, which one? Slayton or the uh, Herbert? I think they could. I don't know which. I, I think they have a chance to get both of them. But who would you think we're going to get? I I can't answer that question. I think they're doing very well with turn, both. Right? Because the kids, the kids. Well, they're doing. Their no, they're, they're doing well with both kids. They've come a long yeah. way with both of those kids. I can't tell you that who they're going to get. You know, but I can tell you what's that they're doing take, much better with those two kids. You just gotta keep right. You gotta grind it out in recruiting, and and you know keep making them understand the opportunity that they have. What about the tackle from uh, junior college, Elliot Baker? Uh, I don't have any. I don't have anything there. He'd be a perfect left tackle next year. Come right right in. He's signed with Alabama. I would love to see them find a JUCO left tackle that can come in and play right away. That would be awesome. Yeah. Because then you can you move Trevor like Darling the guard. Yeah, and then you don't have to throw Navon Donaldson into a starting role as a freshman. Yeah, I think that's what he wants that was, to I mean, He wants to start. Well, I understand. But you'd be a lot yeah. better off if you found a tackle, a, a Juco tackle that could come in and start. Uh, and no, then if Navon Donaldson, is, if, he's, yeah. if he's better... You know, then then Darling or McDermott, then let him start. Let him start, yeah. 
Yeah. How come we don't? How come we don't do pitch plays when we, our runners seem to do a lot better when we run uh, to the side instead of I up agree. the middle all the time? I I mean I'm I'm guessing if there's a reason that it's because they they don't like the athleticism of the offensive linemen and and feel that they're they're better as as drive blockers than they are um, you yeah, know on, on pulling on point. sweeps, but. Yeah. You know, it's kind of hard when you don't have that variety in your running game. Mm-hmm. You know, to me, yeah, to me you need variety in the so running game. It's so predictable. It's so predictable. Especially when you're not when you're not running a lot of play action and things like that. Yeah, yeah, almost none. Yeah, and then the Brady. Right, yeah, yeah. One more thing. I love Rick, but he seems to run the same play like sometimes two so, or three, four times in a row. And we, everybody loves Rick. We all love Rick. Okay, he had a bad, he had a bad day at the office Saturday. Okay, um, it happens to every coach. All right, I think he, he, he would be the first to admit that uh, the offense only scoring 13 points and doing as poorly as they did on third down, in combination, is just not. You know, it's a bad day at the office. It's just not. It's not. Gonna, yeah, you're not going to win game. You're not going to win games like that. No no chance, okay? So, hopefully, that was an aberration. And, you know, you'll you'll see much better than that for the rest of the season. I, I think the offense was fine the first five games. There was no reason against FAMU to try to throw for 300 yards. You know, they were developing the running game, building up, building the confidence of the offensive line. Mark Walton and Joe Yearby had great days. You know, same thing against FAU. There was no reason. But when you start getting into Florida State, North Carolina, you got to be able to make things happen down the field with the passing game. Yeah, open it up. Open the playbook up. I guess he's got no confidence. Not, not every down or anything. I'm not saying they got to try to throw for 400 yards. But, I mean, you've got to be able to make fun. plays down the field. Yeah. It's because he doesn't have any confidence in the O-line. Zero. Yeah, but you can't let your lack of confidence in the O-line cost you games. Oh, man, you don't have to tell me, Gary. Yeah, you so, me. you know, like I said, I think he had a bad day the other day. Hopefully, starting on Thursday night, it'll be much better the rest of the year. Because it's going to need to be. You know, you're not going to win any game, any game scoring 13 points to left on this guy. No. I don't think. Even, no not even Virginia. No you're not, I don't think you, I don't think that would beat Virginia even. I mean, I don't think you're going to win anything with 13 points. Yeah. Teams in college football are, are, are you know, they, they score. Yeah, man, you got you to put some points up. Yep. Thanks, man. Gary, great job on the show. Great job. You got it. Hey, thank, thank you for being part of it. All right, 646-595-2048. Hit the number one on your keypad. Um, if you'd like to come on the show, uh, the board's jumped around on me a little bit, so I'm doing a, a quick little uh, re- review here to see, make sure that I haven't um, missed anybody. Let me go to the uh, 941. You're live on King Sport Live. Hi, Gary. It's Meister King. Hey, what's up, Meister? How you doing? Hey, good. Uh, I was at the game uh, Saturday, and obviously up Close up, they just offensive line just looked terrible. They really did. I mean, they just seemed like they were lost out there. 
you know. And there was an opportunity for them to score with like 10 minutes and 52 seconds left in the first quarter where Kaya gave the ball to Walton. It was like second and seven. I was right there, and I saw the whole thing develop. And Richard slipped. The Amon Richard slipped right uncovered in the defensive backfield on that play. He was wide open. There was nothing but Greenfield ahead of him on that one particular play. And that, that should have been a throw. And that could have been like a 70-yard touchdown, which probably would have changed the course of the game somewhat, I think, in my opinion. But anyway, I heard fans saying that, that Rick should have been fired for play calling, which I, you know, I, I stood up and I look. said, look, you know, no way. Come on. Just just a minute here. You know, this is his first year. He had, he had like what you said, a bad day at the office. You know, it's not his fault that this O-line is uh, a mess. You know, he inherited a mess, and, you know, he's doing the best that he can, so leave the guy alone. You know. <laughs> so what do you think? I agree with you. I mean, it's unfortunate. You know, you want to win every game. Uh, that was a season-altering loss on Saturday, like I said. But there's nothing you can do about it. You're not you're not firing the head coach. <laughs> so no. you know, the University of Miami is as invested in Mark Richt as a school can be right now. Um, and right. like I said, he's a very self-critical guy. Like he knows he knows that he didn't do a, a great job calling that game the other day. Well, a lot of the fans around me were saying, "Oh gosh, you know, you should be fired for." Calling for the poor play calling he's doing, you know, and they're booing at him. And I'm like, wait a minute, come on, you know, give the guy a break here. It's his first, he's trying to figure it out. I mean, you, you got the Canes fan is frustrated. The Canes fan is frustrated, let's be honest. It's been a long, a long <laughs> yeah. 11, 12 years, man. It has been a long 11, 12 years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. I mean, it was my first game there. I tried to find you, but. I had no luck. I mean, with 58,000 fans, other fans there. Oh, that reminds me. Is there uh, any information I can get on uh, parking permits for that stadium? Do you know anything about that or what website? Um, I call the ticket to? office. I think they sell them. I think the ticket, ticket office, office sells them. Yeah. Okay, thanks. We have 1-800-GO-CANES. Give them a call. They might be able to help you. All right, you got okay, anything else? 800. Well, yeah, I think that's canes. it, Jerry. But uh, one eight hundred go canes. Yep. Well, thanks for having me be a part of the show. You do great. All right, and uh, hopefully uh, they can uh, pull it out against uh, Virginia Tech. I saw that they got clobbered by Syracuse, thirty-four to seventeen. And guess what? That's where I'm from. But hey, I'm a Canes fan to the end. <laughs> I'll be surprised. They should be playing with a lot of urgency on Thursday night. So. Yeah, hopefully, they uh, hopefully their heads are in the right place and, and, and they come out and play a good game. Right. No All missed right, opportunity. <laughs> thanks for being part of the show. All right, guys, I'm going to take a moment right now and talk to you a little bit about another one of our great sponsors at Kane Sport Live. We've been talking about them all year long, and hopefully with the great deal that – our friend Harry has brought to the table here this year for listeners of Kane Sport Live that by now a great number of you have had the opportunity to try Harry's great German-engineered blades and that it's taken your shaving experience to a whole new level 
like it has mine. And, um, you know, Harry's, I, I've tried a lot of different shaving solutions. I, I've, I've always had a tough time with shaving. I get a lot of nicks and, and things like that. And um always found that I had to keep spending more money to keep upgrading and, and, and trying to find a, a better razor. And you know, I'd go to the drugstore and I'd have to bug the clerk. They got all the blades locked, locked up behind that case because they cost so much darn money that people try to steal them. And I'd have her unlock it. And I would just pick out the most expensive blades and assume that those were the best. Well, I can tell you from experience that until I got my first delivery from Harry's and got to experience the quality of blades that they engineer over there at their factory in Germany, that um, I was never able to get the shaving experience that I wanted. And now I do, and I I keep talking to Harry, and and we keep making the deals better for you guys because I want you guys to have the opportunity to experience that great shave the way I have. And, um, you know, big razor companies, they have the, the, the annoying habit of putting out new models and raising their already high prices. Harry doesn't believe in upcharging. And that, that's why they, they make their razors even better and they keep their prices exactly the same. No matter how good they get, they keep the price the same. And um, their five-blade razors now include a softer flex hinge for a more comfortable glide, a trimmer blade for hard-to-reach places, a lubricating strip, a textured handle for more control when it's wet. That was the first thing that I really noticed when I got the Harry's products in the first time was how well-designed their handle is. Um, you know, you talk about the blades, and the blades are great, but their their handle um, is really very well-designed. And it's they still just charge $2 per blade compared to $4 or more that you end up having to pay at the drugstore with all those other manufacturers. And by owning their factory in Germany where they make the blades, Harry's can produce high-quality razors themselves, and they can sell them online for half the price. So Harry's is so confident in the quality of their blades that they will send you their popular free trial set, which comes with a razor, a five-blade cartridge, and shaving gel. They'll send it to you for free when you sign up for a shave plan. You will just pay for shipping. And now, there's a special offer for fans who listen to Cane Sport Live. If you enter the code name Canes at checkout, C-A-N-E-S, you will also get free post-shave bomb added to your order for free. And um, the one thing I can tell you, the, the, obviously the razor's great, the, the, the handle's great, all that, the, the, but the products that they send along, the, the shaving cream, um, the post-shave bomb, they have a great smell. Your, your wife, your girlfriend will really love it after you shave because it's going to smell like you just put on cologne or something. And uh, really, just nothing but positives when you shave with Harry's. So go to harrys.com right now. Enter that code name Canes at checkout to claim your free trial set and your post-shave bomb. That's harrys.com. Codename Canes. Um, hope you guys, if you haven't tried them yet this season, have the opportunity uh, to give them a shot this week. I highly recommend it, as always. All right, let's get back to the show. 646-595-2048. 646-595-2048. And let's go out to the 973, where you're live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing tonight? I'm fine, Gary. Gary, thanks for taking my call, man. Um, so many different places I could go. There's Ross, New Jersey, of course. Ross, New Jersey. 
right, but, Ross, um, go ahead. So many places we could go, man. So many places we could go. I'm listening. I'm, uh, I had to get in early today, tonight. Oh, man. Um, different things. Let's start with, you know, everybody's talking about the offensive line. We know it was bad. We've been talking about that for the longest time. Um, remember I called you early in the season. I'm telling you that we couldn't we couldn't run screenplays. We tried that again. We only, we only allowed to run one screenplay a game. That's terrible. We look, Gary, you got to admit, we look bad trying to run a screenplay. Uh, not always. They, they've had a couple nice screenplays this year. Gary, in the last game, we, we only ran one. I'm talking about to the running back and the offensive line getting in front of them and blocking. We, we tried to do it a couple times and look bad. Other teams I've watching across America, I'm talking about lower division, mid-division, and high division is running it with no problem. We can't get set up to even run the play. It looks bad. Yeah, I mean, there's times it's look bad. There's times it's look good. I wouldn't abandon it personally. Okay. I think right. it could be – if teams are coming at your quarterback, it could be very effective. Okay. Would you agree? You're saying he had a bad day at the office. I, I, I like Rick like everybody else, and I'm just going to tap him here a little bit. You cannot afford to have a bad day at the office at home. You can't. Not in front of, not in front of the fans and the recruits. You just can't afford it. We, we're, in a, we're in a really, really critical time right now to get recruits to look good and to keep our, our mojo that we was trying to build. It's, it's a bad time to have a bad day at the, at the office. We can't afford that, Gary. Ross, you're right. Bad time you're absolutely right. It, it, was, it was bad. He, I mean, he that was scared. season all. He looked more scared. He looked more scared of Carolina than he looked of Florida State. And that, that's, that's, that's backwards. He looked – you're at home, buddy. You're at home. I, I, I know. I've been around – I mean, I've been around this long enough that I know exactly what he was thinking. He's thinking, I don't want to have to get in a shootout with Carolina. You know, I know, he, but he, you're I don't, home. I don't, I don't want a, 40, a 47-40 game. You know, I, yeah, I know. You've got to have know, a little more confidence in your defense because we've been playing better. You've got to have a little more confidence in your defense. You're home. You're trying to, you're trying to impress uh, upon – Ross, did you see how, how they de- – did you see how they defended the pass the other day? Come on, man. Yeah, I mean, I, you I don't understand. think that they know what they got there? Yeah, I mean, we've known, we knew coming into the season that if a, if when they play teams that can throw the football well, that that's going to give that defense problems. Okay. All right, let's let me go um, to something else. I mean, real quick. Just because they started four and zero, Ross, that didn't go away. I mean, uh, you it, know, it, it, I mean that is a that's a for real problem. Listen. That quarterback for Carolina, the defense I don't think played as well as it played against Florida State. I think you would agree in shutting out Carolina in the second half. They had an okay game. They had a decent game. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, a yeah, terrible yeah, yeah. defensive game, right? It wasn't a terrible okay. game. That quarterback was... was 33 for 46, Ross. 33 for yeah, 46, yeah. 290, 299 yards. Ross, they ran 89 plays in that game, a game where Miami ran the ball relentlessly to try to control the Temple. Carolina still it, ran 89 plays. And it still didn't work. I agree. Wasn't killing the clock? Can you imagine if they weren't killing the clock with the running game? They would have had over 100 plays in that game. Okay, okay. so well, uh, you know, I, I, think the, I think the problems that this team has on defense just kind of came to the surface on Saturday, and that's pass defense. And, you know, you've got young linebackers that are not pa- polished pass defenders. You're, pl- you're a team with one cornerback, Horn Elder. And let's give know, him a lot of credit, him. by the way. I mean, kudos to him. He, he looked great out there. No yards after catch, nothing. He was out there. He, he was making plays after plays after plays. After this. I, I love it. I just yeah, love no, it. Yeah, no, I understand. 
but 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 Ross, you have one cor- you have one cornerback cor- playing a team that's running three or four receivers out there, right? True okay, indeed. Now, true indeed. You know, Sheldrick Redwine, we knew coming into the season is is, is a very average cornerback. Okay, Adrian Colbert. I mean, he had been a backup safety at Texas his entire career until they were able to get him to come to Miami for one season and and convert to cornerback. But yeah, and they not. caught red wine. They caught red wine on that big play too. He over yeah, he came up caught, to hit, and they threw it over his head. That was a big one. Hey, a couple other things, Gary. So, so Ross, what I'm saying is that you know we we knew coming into the season that these things were problems. Yeah, so, we did. We did. You know, you're playing Carolina, one of the best offensive teams in the conference. I don't think I think you got to assume that they're gonna that they're gonna score. And and Absolutely. like to me. I understand the whole controlling the tempo and all that, and hell, it worked. I mean, the, at the end of the day, because of that goal line stand, they only had 20 points. But even without the goal line stand, they would have had 27. And holding Carolina to 27 is pretty darn good. But if you're going to win that game, Ross, you got to score mm-hmm. in the 30s, okay? And I just yeah, don't I agree. believe you're going to score. You're not going to score in the 30s running dives up the middle behind this offensive line. I just don't I, I think, understand I don't, that myself. Our, our center, no. you just said our center is so-so. He's a so-so center. And we're going up the middle with a guard in the center, which, which have no power. They're not moving I mean, anybody Isidore, out of the way. Isidore is a decent guard. McDermott's solid, having a decent solid. season. It, they're not solid. weak up the middle. But, but what I'm saying is that it's, you know, Carolina's defensive line is not terrible. At, at all. I, I, I didn't come into telling you that they, they, they were. I was just thinking that you cannot afford to have a bad day at the office at home, you just can't afford it. as a play caller. You just can't. But let me move on to something else. Give me your opinion on this. I'm calling. I'm calling it cheating, Gary. You might say I'm, I'm out of my mind, but I'm calling it cheating. What um, what, what the the punt returner did by making that early signal with the fair catch? That's not. You're supposed to wave that as a fair catch. You're supposed to wave that you're doing a fair catch. He just swung yeah, that his arm. That's cheat. That was ridiculous. Yeah, that that was ridiculous. Yep. And we're and you know, again, and, they're and allowing the things to happen to us. Yeah, it, 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 that's ridiculous. He's doing it right away, and he actually he did it twice. Everything is a, is so against. They, I guarantee they wouldn't allow us to do that and get away with it. And I know I don't want to sound like a crybaby, but it's just it's the truth. They wouldn't they wouldn't allow us to do that, and 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 it's just it's just really unfair. Um, I'm just why. Hey, another thing too. Kaya is making, let's say he makes a bad play or certain things break down and it's, we're, we're three and we're out. I noticed that he's going on the sideline and he's sitting and there's nobody talking to him. Why are they not going over the plays or setting something up? He's probably on the phone with the with the quarterback's coach. No, 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 no. He wasn't. No, 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 Gary. He's sitting. I guarantee other fans are think, seeing the same thing. He's sitting there blowing wind like he, he's whistling. He's just sitting there in the mix of just looking lost. I, I they went to him a couple of times, Gary. Can they talk about him? So, go ahead. Every time? I mean, I don't. Yeah, every I time. Have fo- I, have I have not seen on that. I probably saw him one time. I probably saw him one time on the phone in that game. Every other time. Yeah, I, I, I would looking. say it was more than one time. Because it's the quarterback okay, coach, is John Rick, and he's up in the box, Russ. So, my guess is there's a phone that, right by that seat where he sits or a headset or something where he comes off the field and gets on the headset with the coach and talks about the previous series. And Mark yeah, Rick's on the other that. side of the headset. 
So, but what about also? So, but yeah, but okay, you talk to you talk to him upstairs, but you're not getting with your wide receivers. He's sitting by himself. They're looking terrible. We don't have any points on the on the on the board really. And he's still. You, why not? Why are you not gathering with your wide receivers? You're tied in, and they're going over plays before you get back on the field every time, Gary. It's not like we're a high power offense, and that's just a bad play. So he could, he could chill. I'm talking about every time. They're off the field. They should be gathering because we're 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 not scoring points. And I'm thinking every time it should be that way. It should be like that all the time until we start doing better. And there's no excuse for that. There's no excuse for time for, to take um, opportunities off to not talk to each other. They should be talking to each other all the time. I just think there's no excuse for that. I just think there's no there's no excuse for that. That's that's just I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not liking that. That's. You know, I do agree that we're going to probably come out and play a little more fire Thursday, but we got to be careful, yeah, too. You know, we got to be careful because we start opening up and, and the offensive line and not blocking, he could he could get well, up in that game. Well, we'll see. You, know, I mean, you can't so, be afraid. Uh, you know, you, you, you got to go make things happen and win, and win this game. You can't be afraid of anything. I mean, your season, if, if the season's not already screwed up because of that loss Saturday, it, it certainly can't afford another conference loss. Well, so okay, well, you know you Gary, you're gonna go out one. and get you gotta go get these games. Two more, Gary. Two, and I'll get off to everybody. Can get off. Answer this one: Why are we at home on the offensive line? The guard is tapping, the center snapping the ball. Well, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I've never understood why anybody. A lot of teams do that. I'm watching the Dolphins do it too, and stuff like that. I don't know why they teams do that. Why to me, it's very easy to when the ball's. I don't know. I can't answer that question. And that's why a, a bad offensive line is getting beat off the ball because they know when the snap is coming. We don't we don't go to hut one, hut two. We don't try to throw everybody off the um, off sides because they know when the snap is coming. I, I, I don't understand that. It's like a lot of things that's just not making any sense. It's just not making any sense. It's confusing. Love watching my team. I don't think that we're going to win every game, but I get confused by watching certain things. And another thing too. Why are we depleting ourselves with our timeouts before even with still six, seven minutes left on the clock? Well, that happens time. sometimes. Sometimes things happen, oh, you got to take yeah. a timeout. I mean, I agree. Obviously, you don't want to have to do that, but you see everybody do that. All right, yeah, All right yeah, Ross. Yeah, yeah, one, one, more, one more thing. One more thing. We must, we must get Juco guys. Because if you're telling me that we're going to compete in the next couple of years and you think we have a chance of winning ACC and our, our part of our, our, our division – we're never going to be able to compete if we don't if we don't fix that. Because you're saying we should be able to get by with that. Well, I don't agree with that. And also in December, we'll know if the recruits are going to be with us because that's when it really gets started and, and the negative recruiting start if we don't have a good season. You'll know nothing now in December. You'll know, and that's it, man. Keep me on hold. And um, listen, you got it, man. Thank you as always for calling in and being part of the show. All right, six four six five nine five two zero four eight. Hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Let's go now to the six seven eight. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, what's going on, Gary? Doing great. Who's this? In this Kane is Jackie. Um, hey, I just up, been Jackie? listening. I'm good, man. I'm good. I, I've been listening to uh, to a lot of call the callers, and you know, there's a lot I disagree with. Um, first of all. Every time we talk about quarterbacks, and from NFL to anywhere, we always talk about how the quarterback will beat you. Now we want to make the quarterback a runner. And then the minute they do, 
we get mad and start saying, hey, Mike Vick, Finn John, they can't read defenses. That's always been the knock on running quarterbacks. They can't. They so quick, they get happy feet. They don't make plays from the pocket. Now we got a quarterback who can do that, and now everybody's saying they want the opposite. Second, everything we were doing so far was working until it was time to go up against a team that was better. I mean, we scored 45, 38, doing the same thing. In this basic, you don't have to get fancy if you run it. You run the ball nine times. You know what Mark Red saying? He said, I want to see who, where my men. I want to see who who got it. You getting, uh, St. Louis getting his ass whooped all day, that has nothing to do with play call. That's, that wasn't even a blitz. That's the man in front of you whooping your ass. You need to do something. They don't have fight. It's nothing you can do. You can call the best plays you want. If the man in front of you is just owning you, then that's it's, it's over with. There's nothing you can do about that. I mean, you can try to do whatever you want, but then that's when you're going to get the outside penalty because you're ready to move out of there so fast because you're getting your ass whooped, or you get the holding penalty that negates big plays because you can't hold that man. That's just an issue with offense on the, the defense on the field all game long, and the most, the highest amount of points we uh, rendered to an opponent was Georgia Tech, 21. So to say Rick had a bad day at the office, when North Carolina can score 75, and they only scored 20, and a touchdown was given to them when they should have only gotten 13. If you want to count the goal line stand, well, seven, let's, 16. Say, let, let, let's say 16. No, no, yeah. no you, don't get, you don't get a touchdown for a goal line stand. We stopped you. But when the man don't have possession of the football and you give him a touchdown, that's just, that's what yeah, let's, right. Let's say they would have had a kick field goal there. They would have 16. And you're, and you're absolutely right. Okay. That's a great so day that's for the defense against North Carolina. Uh, in Florida State, same thing. You, only, you mean to tell me the best two teams that we have on our conference, we're only going to run 16 and, and 20, and, and the Florida State touchdown was controversial. Yeah. Uh, so you you tell that's me that's why it's so hard teams. to lose those games, you know. I but mean, you've got your, Gary, you're supposed to have you, your better talent on offense. No, the best talent on the athletes on defense. But the thing is, we don't have depth. We had terrible recruiting. This is what's expected. We knew this coming in. That this shouldn't be a secret. We don't have no speed at receiver. Who's gonna be downfield? Who can get downfield well, or go downfield? I'm on Richards and Stacey Coley have speed. They have Coley has speed when he when he when he's able to get open. If he if you jam it, if you get physical with Coley, he pretty much you pretty much got him out of the game. Coley is not the physical receiver, and then Amon no. Richards is a freshman. Oh, you telling me the your only threats to get downfield is the softest player on the team and a true freshman. And then when you do get him open, what, Brad Kyle, you overthrow him. Yeah. What? I mean, to me, Gary, this is the point. This is the thing. This is the, whole, this is the bottom line that I see with our season with Mark Ray. Everybody saying this, this, that. Offense can be basic because the thing is, when our defense only allows 20, 16 points to the, the, the highest scoring team we'll play this year, and, and to our arch rivals, 20 with a, a controversial touchdown, to me, Mark Ritt want to see who on his team is a dog for real, not who's just around here saying you're a dog. If you're a dog, I'm going to run the ball nine times straight, and I want to see you whoop the man in front of you. 
And that's the bottom line. We just don't have it. We just don't have the players that Miami used to have. We didn't ask uh, Dorsey to be a runner because we had old linemen who moved people out the way. Now you have holes for Portis to run through, McGahee to run through. It ain't about – Mark Rotten is a good back. So is Irby. So is McFarland and, and Gus Edwards, whoever. But when they run them behind first-round picks uh, uh, like uh, Bryant Mc, uh, McKinney, when you're running against um, uh, the center, the Remington Award winner, when you have guys like that on, on your line, Gary, then everybody look good, you know? And that's that's just the bottom line. We just don't have personnel. It's not about coaching. Oh, he don't need to do anything extra. Run the football, go play action. That works. It don't matter. Like it, he don't have to run some trick looking play because the trick play we only gave sixteen points to the trick play. All that motion in the backfield, faking to this man, faking to that man. We shut that down. Appalachian State, that Georgia Tech, we smashed that already. But when you run line up and run the football at the man and you able to move the line of scrimmage, you win the football game. Then you go play action. and then you take shot field. But if you can't if the man's teeing off on you and he don't have to respect the run game because you can't move him, then you'll never throw the ball downfield. I don't have to respect nobody but Stacey Coley and he's soft, so I'm gonna jam him. Now who you throwing to downfield? Barrios? He'll overthrow him. Amar Richards is a freshman. He don't he don't even know how to get open yet. I mean, he's been doing a pretty damn good go job deep? getting open. For Malcolm a Lewis, <laughs> tell me yeah. who we have to go deep. And then we'll throw the ball downfield. Najoku, I mean, we just don't have it. Man. I think you we can take some shots with Najoku down the middle of the field, no question. If he catch the ball when he's open. He had dropped Listen, John, Saturday. You, can't score, you just can't score 13 points, okay? you, you got to figure That's out something. And Mark Rick knows this. Can, Trust me, nobody feels the failure of Saturday more than Mark Rick. We can score 20 points. If we score 22 points, we're undefeated this year. That's all we need yeah. is 22 points. That's that's. I agree. It's, 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 it's frustrating as heck. I mean, you know, this. It's frustrating as heck. I mean, this was looking like it could be a really special season with a team that's that's very flawed, which would give yeah, you a lot of hope for what man. you can do down the road when you when you do have the horses. Oh, I have one more thing, Gary, um, because it is clear that we just don't have the personnel to be – we don't have it. We just don't have the personnel to be the Miami that we want. Like, we don't, there's no Andre Johnsons on our football team. No. Um, there's no Winslow's. It's no, it's no Rostos. It's nobody who can make you back up and say, uh-oh, if they get behind me, you know, it's a touchdown. It's no, we don't have that. We don't have um, no Santana man. We don't have nothing like that. So we can't even expect to be Miami of old until we start getting Miami of old, and that's speed. We just don't have it. But on defense, we got it. That's why the defense plan, the linebackers, they run and hit. The DNs, they run to the football. The D tackles, they you can't block them. We just got to get the players on offense. Dalvin Cook, he at Florida State. If he was on our team, you mean tell me we can't score 24 points? Rudolph, he at Florida State. If he on Miami team, you, don't, you tell me we can't right. score 24 points? Mark Walton's a plenty good running back. You're not losing – you're not, not, not scoring no, because of your running backs. 
Jeremy is good but too. But your, when I'm but your point, but your point about the receivers and I think is 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 a legit point. You know, I mean, Speed. I I think they're I I personally think they're capable of a little bit more than you do. But I don't think your point's illegit. I mean, they they, they are they aren't where they should be at that position. Yeah. Now this is this is just a, a, a yes or no. All right. If Florida State don't have Dalvin Cook, are we team? Would that team beat us three years that he's been there? No. Yes or no? No, because they have nothing Why? behind Dalvin Cook. That, that Jock is kid is not very good. Is it because he's a good running back or it's because he's a fast running back and once he hits a seam, it's over at any point? Both. Both. Yes, exactly. He's good and he's fast. No. But, yeah, I mean, you think but you're right. Running? They have nothing behind him. Jacques Patrick right, is not impressive to, to me. He just big. All right, he Junkie, let me let some other guys get on, man. Great points. Okay, appreciate it. Great give me points. A home, man. Yeah, give, us, give us a shout next week. Hopefully those receivers um, – play a little bit more along the lines of what I think they're capable of than what you do. Um, if not, it's going to be a very long season. All right, 646-595-2048. Hit the number one on your keypad. If you want to come on the show, let's go to the 786 now. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Gary, how you doing? Doing great. Who's this? Everything 305. Checking in with you again. Hey, what's up, man? Welcome back to the show. Well, I just wanted to point out a couple of things. It's it just incredible how an entire fan base or majority of a fan base can even fathom that a person that's been doing this for 30-some-odd years, who's been successful at many levels, who's produced a lot of great quarterbacks, all of a sudden can't call can't play calls. He can't call any plays. Look, he had, all like he I said, I, I think he had a bad day the other day, but you're absolutely right. I mean, it's ridiculous. When you look at Jimmy Johnson, one of the big things that Jimmy Johnson made clear many moons ago when he first got here was at Oklahoma State, I was an average at best head coach. Come over here with a bunch of players, now I'm a great coach. I mean, it starts with recruiting, Gary. It's never going it, to yeah. – it's always going to start with – you can be in Iowa, you can be a Kirk Ferentz and, and win 10, 11 games and then lose when it counts the most. You can, you can do that for 10, 15 years. But when it, when it matters for this organization, for this community – is to get the kids here to stay here. And until you do that, you're not going anywhere. You're not going to do anything. You can't have a three-year plan and a five-year plan. You know, you have to have a sense of urgency every day when you're recruiting because that's college football at the highest level until you're able to go ahead and win some games and win 10, 11 games. Yeah, you need that. But you're not going to win 10, 11 games unless you keep, keep, the best players home. And until it happens, this is not going to change. I mean, you're not going to find a Bryant McKinney tomorrow at Eagleton Junior College in Wyoming all of a sudden. You'll find them happens <laughs> once in a blue moon. So for people to be astonished, I don't understand. We don't have. I mean, Brad Sky has not looked well all year long. He didn't look well against Fan. He looked horrible against FAU. Something's not right. Is it transition? Is it mechanics? Who knows? We do know this. He's not playing as well as he's played in the past. And you've you got you to just acknowledge that and accept it. And we're not the ones that see him every day. <laughs> Those no. guys know what they're doing. And look, he might, have been, he might have been, in fairness to everybody, he might have been in pretty bad shape after the FSU game. You know, There's no question. Uh, that, that, could have, that could have affected the play calling on Saturday as well. 
There's no question. And Gary, listen, no matter what we all think, the kids up front, they're not good. They, they, they're not athletic enough. Isadora is your best guy in terms of mechanics, in terms of mental mistakes. He's the smartest one. But guess what? He's not good. He's not going to play on Sunday. He's just not. He and, got beat and, for and, the and, extra point against Florida State for the block. And if you look, and if you look at the kid next to him, an overachiever, Leonard, is he going to play on Sundays? Probably not. McDermott has not done anything since he's been there. Yeah, the injury slowed him down, but He's not been the guy that Notre Dame was going crazy over. As a matter of fact, when Notre Dame didn't get him, it wasn't a big loss for him. So when you look at what we do have, I mean, for Christ's sake, Sonny Adogwo is your starting right tackle until he got hurt. What does that tell you? I mean, you've got to see what you have, make the best of what you got. And I think his game plan was perfect. Instead of having 115 snaps, 110 snaps that Carolina could have had, he tried to go ahead and take the air out the ball. Now, could he have gone for a little bit more play-action passes? Yes. Could he have had a couple of screens, tight-end screens? Yeah. But all he did was make more kind of defend one side of yeah. the field, pretty much. When he threw the ball to the tight ends, they did pretty well. I mean, Nujoku had a, had a couple really nice catches in that game. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there were some good things, but it is what it is. It's not going to get any better. And for us to think that all of a sudden now what's been keeping you in games has been your defense. I've kept you in all these games. Now your best people up front, they're not there. They're hurt. They're not there. So now what do you have to do on Thursday? You've got to air it out. And it's going to be quick stuff. It can't be anything for seven-step drop, but it's going to be quick stuff. And guess what? Well, I text you to play eight, nine guys in the box all day long and say, let's beat, beat us. That's what the game plan is going to be. It's not calculus. I have no idea why we make this game so hard. We don't have what it takes right now. If we get into a shootout, we have a chance on Thursday. If you don't, because we're not going to stop them on defense. I can tell you that. The one thing that does help, and that's the aggressive mentality that Manny has brought in, if you look at Vodtech, they have the propensity to fumble. They have, what, 34, 31 fumbles thus far, something like that. It's an enormous amount just so early in the season. So I think that might be something that he's going to you know, really focus on, trying to get that ball out of their hands a little bit. And we might get some more opportunities that way. But, you know, we can't go in there and think we're going to run the ball and have the same game plan because it's not going to work. He's going to have to open things up to give us a chance. And Brad is a rhythm kid. Gary, every decent quarterback we've ever had, even Steven, they're rhythm kids. Got to give that kid some rhythm. But you can't get your rhythm if you're flat on your back every other, every other pass attack. I mean, it's, it's just the reality of things. All righty. Uh, you got anything else tonight? So the last thing I wanted to, to, to point out was, was looking at the recruiting, uh, the local recruiting effort right now, and more specifically looking at Navon Donaldson. I, I did see something that I liked uh, earlier today. It was mentioned that he's definitely, uh, definitely kind of solid to UN, but he is looking at everybody. Um, but I guess Mom is going to really play a major factor here, and she wants him home. Uh, to hear that today was very encouraging. She's pretty much made it clear yes. she wants them home. But, you know, Gary, in every inner city school in Miami, there's a, a little influential group. And that little influ- influential group, since since Randy screwed that thing up many years ago, don't admit to it, even though now he's their friend again. But ever since then, they've been steering kids over. 
to different different places, Florida, Florida State especially. Until that group gets on board, we're not going to have a chance to keep the best best ones every year. I really think it's critical that that group be addressed in the proper fashion because they have a major influence right now. And 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 if we're able to at least, if Rump is if Baez, those guys, you know, it's a shame we don't have ice. As ICE was at least and, and continues to be very close with that group, that would really help us out right now. But that kid right now, without him, I'm telling you, this recruiting season, I don't care if they get all both kids from Heritage and the kid from, from Booker T. It's going to be a loss. We need that kid. That kid can really make a difference, stepping right away from day one, and not just play and contribute. I'm talking about he can dominate. That's the best offensive lineman. And for for what it's worth, can you please ask the rivals guy why this kid doesn't have a fifth star yet? Yeah, I don't know. I don't worry about that. You know, those I mean, guys. It, it makes no they're, sense they're, to they're, me. They're evaluating everybody based on everybody around the country. Uh, you know, so we have a tendency to think just because someone's from South Florida that that makes them the best. But you know, they're looking at everybody all over America. So there's only I think like 25 five stars. So. Five stars are given out very selectively. Gary, can you name a better offensive lineman coming out of the Tri-County area the last last five, six, seven years? I haven't seen a better one. <laughs> so we'll see. <laughs> hey, you have a good one, Gary. All right, man. Thank you for being part of the show. All right, 646-595-2048. Hit one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Uh, let's go out to the 706. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, what's up, Gary? This is Sebastian. What's up? What's up, Sebastian? Hey, man, I thought I missed you tonight, man. I just no, you got I saw the North Carolina, I saw the North Carolina loss coming our way. I just, I just saw it. It's just something about getting up to Florida State and losing, and trying to get off for another team and coming through. Uh, we got to fix that offensive line. And I know you said it's going to take two, three years, but I think it's amazing what one or two JUCOs can do to solidify that offensive line. Do you think that's something that we can do? Well, A, you got to find them. And B, then okay. you got to win the recruiting battle for them. You know, just, everybody in the country is thinking that the same thing that, that you're thinking here. Hey, I need a hey, I need a left tackle. Well, how many JUCO left tackles do you think there are out there to go around? You know, so it's easier said than done. Uh, right now, I don't know of that guy. You know, I, I don't know of that JUCO left tackle that's going to come in and save the day. But you know, we got our eyes. What's, on what's his name? What's his name? Like Baker or something? He's like committed to Alabama. Or? Um, yeah, that, yeah, know, but but who says he's coming to Miami? Yeah, that's true. Hey, Gary, you know I'm just kind of looking at looking at our squad, and I still think Mark Rick is the coach. I still think Kaya can still get us there. I don't think he needs to leave for the NFL. I'd love for him to be able to finish out his senior year, no, have another year with Mark Rick. What do you think? I think there's a strong chance he'll be back next year. Yeah, I, I said it before the year. You go back and look. I wrote a whole column about it in August. I thought it was ridiculous. I mean, everyone, all these people talking about him being a top ten pick in the draft, one of the top two quarterbacks in the country. I mean, before the kids even won a football game. I mean, come on. I mean, it was yeah. ridiculous. No, he, he, yeah, he I wrote, needs to stay here. Go back and look. I wrote about this in August. Yeah. It was absurd. I remember. I remember. I think he needs to come back. I think Miami's 
let's get through the season, eight and four, win a bowl game, have a little momentum, improve, and just kind of go from there. Um, maybe I missed it from early in the show because I just kind of jumped on the bandwagon. How good are our chances of getting those two players from American Heritage on the offensive line? I think that they've improved a lot since the season began. They're doing a very good job recruiting those kids. Um, but you know, until they until they get them, you don't know. But I, I I think they're doing as good a job recruiting them as can be done. Yeah, I think if we get those two kids and get that wide receiver from Louis, uh, Louisiana, uh, Smith, I think what his name is, or something like that. Yeah, he'd be, he'd, I mean, that, he'd be a great one to get. Yep. I mean that that that'd be the real deal. So, Gary, talk to me. So, who's our defensive lineman out of Alpha Virginia Tech? Is Chad Thomas out? I know Willis is, uh, is, Chad is he Thomas out. He's questionable. Okay. Um, Demetrius Jackson is out. Gerald Willis is out. And what about Patchen? Um, is he done for the year? Patchen is, is out. Is yeah, out? yeah. Apparently, Patchen hurt himself when in the again. <laughs> um, don't have a lot of details on it for you, but apparently, he's hurt again. He looked real good. Um, there's one other question I want to ask you, and I just want to put you on hold. Aside from losing these two particular games, I still like the direction of where the program is headed. Um, and I'm and I'm gonna say that even before I know the outcome of the Virginia Tech game. Uh, this is Mark Rick's first year. I still like where the direction of the program is headed. The biggest thing I gotta we have to somehow be able to do is find out how many kids are we going to sign. Can we do a class of 25 to 30 and maybe get eight year, eight kids to early enroll to come on in here? I'd like you to answer that question and let me know what are our chances of getting Trey McKitty. I think that tied in as well. And then after that, just kind of keep me on hold, Gary. Okay, in terms of the numbers, I, I feel pretty confident they'll, they'll get 25. I'm not sure. Uh, and and I'll try to look into this a little bit. We got to do some counting and stuff, but uh, um, you know I I feel pretty comfortable saying they'll sign 25 this year. Um, obviously they're they're trying to get as many um, early entries as they can, um, you know for obvious reasons. Um, as far as Trey McKitty is concerned, in talking to him this past weekend, I didn't get the impression. That one is probably going to happen, but uh, he did say that that you know he he's receptive and he's thinking about it, and uh, we'll see how it goes. I just I personally don't feel great about about that particular one, but uh, you know we'll just have to keep watching how it goes. All right, guys, I'm going to take a moment here real quick before we continue the show and the show and uh, talk about. Another one of our great sponsors at Kane Sport Live who brings all kinds of wonderful deals to our listeners, and that's mybookie.ag. And football season's in full swing. Um, We've got a lot of guys who listen to this show that know their stuff. A pretty knowledgeable audience. Um, I'd say as knowledgeable of a football audience as any show in the country. How about that? I'll go out on the limb and say that. And that means that there's a boatload of money that you can make this season betting at mybookie.ag. You know who's going to win the game, right? So it's time to put your money where your mouth is. Get some money on the game and score a big win today. And join thousands of online players who are betting right now at mybookie. They have in-game betting so that you can even place a bet after kickoff. And unlike some other websites you might find, mybookie offers fast, 
No hassle payouts when you win. You win, they pay, period. So join now, and MyBookie will match your deposit with a 100% bonus. You use the promo code CANES, C-A-N-E-S, to activate the offer. You visit MyBookie.ag, enter in CANES, and you'll get your 100% bonus. They'll match whatever you deposit. Uh, If you want to call them, you can reach them at 844-900-BETS. That's 844-900-BETS. You play, you win, you get paid at mybookie.ag. They have a great website. Check it out. Um, They have a casino. They have a race book. If you like to bet the ponies, great place to go do that. So mybookie.ag has everything that the sports fan should want. So take advantage of your football knowledge and go bet at mybookie.ag this weekend. All right, 646-595-2048. Hit the number one on your keypad if you'd like to come on the show. Let's go down to the 305. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary. Yes, sir. Who's this? Johnny O from Burr Road. Hey, what's up, Johnny O? How you been? <laughs> good, are you? Doing good, doing good. What you got for us tonight? Oh, man, just listening to everybody. A lot of good good comments. Um, that that guy, Junkie, has some pretty good uh, points, huh? Yeah, he really did. I mean, you know, so sometimes it gets a little depressing, but, you know, you can't really argue with too much of what he was saying. Yeah, sometimes you get sometimes you get some of these callers that they know so much, it blows my mind. We have a knowledgeable, wow. knowledgeable fan base. We really do. I mean, everybody doesn't agree with everybody all the time, yeah. but we do. We do. We have a very knowledgeable fan base. Yeah. So listen, what if I told you that UM would lose to FSU and North Carolina and not go to the ACC championship game, but still go ten and two? and win a bowl game, would you take that at the beginning of the season? Yeah, I think you'd have to take it. I think you'd have to take it and be positive about it. Uh, but I don't think you lose sight of the lost opportunity. I mean, let's face it, Florida State this year was yeah. not the Florida State that we're accustomed to. Uh, right. That was an opportunity that they let slip away. And yeah. you had North Carolina at home. You, all you had to do was break into the 20s on offense, yeah. and you couldn't do it. Uh, that was an opportunity yeah. that got away. So I think, you you know, you'd be happy in the yeah. big picture with right. a 10 and 2, and obviously, but you would and also be – you also would recognize the lost opportunities. But, Johnny yeah. O, they're a long way from 10 and 2 right now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, right right now, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's all these teams are dangerous teams uh, in their own way. Uh, right now, you just got to go to Blacksburg, try to play a great game, and see where that takes you. You know, the irony is that we cannot only go ten and two; we can go still eleven and two with the bowl game win. How about that? one game at a time, Johnny O? Right now, <laughs> I'm you're just on, saying you're you know the glasses have full. Of you feel me? Yeah, one at yeah. a time. I'm just saying, we still got a great season, and we can end up in the top ten still. Yeah, and go to a decent bowl game. I agree. So yeah, you know, yeah. one one game at a time, one game at a time. You gotta get 
You gotta yeah. get guys healthy again. Um, you know, Demetrius Jackson was on crutches today. We saw him on campus on crutches. I don't know how yeah. long he's gonna be out. Um, you know, Jared Wills has been banged up for a few weeks now. Yeah. Um, Chad Thomas well, we had, had club two on his hand teams last back week. to back. You know. Yeah. So yeah, they're very physical games. The team's a little beat up. Uh, yeah. Just gotta find some way, somehow, some way. You, you got to find a way to win this game Thursday and night. And not only that, all the, all, the, all, the, all the tackling at Georgia, of Georgia Tech, too. I mean, we've had tough games recently, you know? Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Georgia Tech was a tough physical you know, game. At, at, at State, we whooped them, but, you know, you know, that was another full concentration effort type of game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, so you listen, know, Tech's a little beat up mentally and yeah, physically yeah. right now. Just gonna yeah. find somehow and now, some way And now to we gotta go to tonight. Death Valley <laughs> in forty-eight hours and see how how we do up there. Oh Lord! No, it's not Death Valley, but it's uh, it'll it'll well, be yeah. a lively what, it'll be a lively. What is it place, called? No what, what, what is oh Blacksburg? What is it called? I forgot Blacksburg. the name of the stadium. But, but let me tell you something, Johnny O. It, it, Blacksburg is, has that has at times brought out great things from the Hurricanes. I I remember teams going up there that nobody thought were going to win. And, um, there was one in the during the Randy Shannon era. I think they went up there and won like thirty to three or something. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you know, yeah, it, yeah, we yeah we played good up there sometimes. Yeah. You know, hopefully it brings the dog out in these guys and they play a great game. Yeah, absolutely. With the new coaching staff, I believe that that's what's going to happen. Even though I remember a couple of years ago when it was hail, thunder, and rainstorm, and we got demolished. Remember that? Oh, yeah, that was when Jimmy Graham <laughs> dropped a couple balls. You know, he's the best. <laughs> yeah. Since then, he's been one of the best tight ends in football. Exactly. <laughs> what are you going to do? All right, Johnny, yeah, are you got anything else tonight? Hell yeah, I do. Listen, All right, let's go. How about I got, I, I got a bunch of guys I want to try to get get through here. Oh uh, come on! I've been tonight. waiting two and a half hours, and all I all I I'm started talking you. about you was just go, man, go. You got it. You got it. <laughs> all right, well, don't interrupt me then. All right, all right, I'll shut Listen, up. Yeah. I, I I I can't I can't get over the fact of how tough uh, Kaya, you know, with the busted mouth and tooth, and Francois with the busted lip and mouth and. And and going to the tent three two three four times to get you know those guys played their hearts out. I mean, my God, you know. Even though Kaya had a a bad you know he had that fumble last game that cost us the game, but man, they, you know they they both showed that they got heart. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I wish they had roughed up Trubisky a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's 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 a bad boy killer, man. That that. That 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 boy, you know, he he's not no no rookie freshman, you know. He's he's a vet, you know, and he he's he's coming to play, you know. That's that's crazy. So what so, else you got? Um, well, all right. So how ironic is it that we go from you know our horrible Donofrio defense to to Diaz dominating defense? I mean, is that crazy or what? Who would have it's sunk? Been quite you know an what I mean? No doubt. <laughs> you know, so well, I, I got plenty more, man. I just want to finish off with this determination. Kaya needs hit a fire that that refuses to diminish. You know, in a time of war, he needs to step <laughs> up like Braveheart. 
You understand? He cannot take no for an answer. I mean, really, he needs to start playing pissed and focused and angry. You know, remember, remember, Thursday remember night, uh, Ken Dorsey. Remember Ken Dorsey, how he used to get in players' faces and pull their jersey and scream and talk to them. And he wasn't even a fiery white boy. He was, he was being a leader. He was, he was, you know, he was getting amped up and t- not taking no for an answer. And you know that's so Thursday he needs, night. He needs to stop being so quiet. Yeah. All right, Johnny. Yeah, listen, listen. I really gotta go this time. Yeah. I gotta take care, buddy. All right. God bless. Thank you so much for being part of the show. Give, it, you, give us a call next All right. Tuesday. All right. All right, All right man. All right. Let's go back to the 305. You're live on Kane Sport Live. You with us? Going once. Going twice. All right. You're gonna have to call back. Let's go to. The 501, you're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, what's up, Gary? This is Alex up here in Arkansas, man. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, How are you? Hey, hadn't caught you in a while. I've just been listening in to everybody lately. But, um, man, just a few observations. I know you got to get everybody else on, but just a few things, man. I What, what I look for, man, and I, it's rough for us for being Kane's fan because we haven't been what we have been in the past, and it's rough because, you know, we take a lot of heat from everybody else because they always claim that we're living in the past and we want to hold on and think that this is going to be that time, you know, where we could turn it around. But I just kind of expected more from an experienced coach. You know, I mean, man, quick slants, I'm looking for screens, I'm looking for all kinds of stuff, changing the snap counts, but you can't do that from the shotgun. But I just kind of expected more from an experienced coach who's coached the game for so many years. And, you know, kind of when you look at it, we've got to be able to hang our hat on something offensively, man. Okay, if you can't run, you got to be able to throw it around the yard. If you can't throw it around the yard, you got to be able to run. you got to be able to hang your hat on something, you know, that you can rely on when it gets tough. And if you can't, that makes it rough. Now, just kind of looking at Kaya, to me, Gary, this is just my opinion, he looks like somebody who every time he drops back, he is scared to death. Because, I mean, I'm sure it ain't no fun getting your head knocked off by Clemson and getting a concussion, and then everybody that you play is kind of like peeing off on you trying to be on the highlight reel for knocking you out. So, to me, he looks like he has, you know, that he's scared as soon as he drops back. And I guess I would be if I had those guys blocking for me and they was whiffing every time they was pass blocking. I mean, what what you what do you think? A uh, very fair observation. I mean, he's been he's been beaten up pretty good the last few weeks. I mean, man, he kind of looks scared every time he drops back. So you I didn't feel he looked scared. I, I didn't see that. That you know, I didn't. I never was looking at him and said, "Man, he's scared." Okay, but I just I'm think they, I just don't think they they were aggressive enough with him and tried to do enough. Well, see, it's different, you know, Gary, and I'm, you know this. It's different when the defense knows what you gotta do. If they know you gotta pass in order to try to get down the field, man, they just gonna pin their ears back and they coming. But I'm sitting here watching, and I know I can't compare because Urban Meyer and Alabama and all these guys they do a hell of a job recruiting. They turning down four stars. They turning down some five stars. But I'm sitting here watching Ohio State. Man, Barrett got ten seconds to pass the ball. 
Kaya may have two. If he didn't get that ball out by the third second, chances are he's going to have to go see the dentist. So, I mean, it's just a different story. So, I don't know any quarterback besides somebody that can run that's going to be back there and just be willing to keep standing back there and take those licks, man, which you know and chances are after two and a half, three seconds, you about to be picking yourself up off the ground. And it's just, I mean, you, it's hard. You're you going to be antsy. You're going to have happy feet. That's just how it is. That's, just, that's how it is in football. And you know that everybody else does too. The thing that I'm concerned about is what you said a few minutes ago, that you don't see this getting any better offensively. That's, the, that's what's scaring the hell out of me. All right, what else you got tonight? Man, that's going to do it for me. I'm going to hit you up again next week. You got it. Thanks for being part of the show. All right, let's go back down to the 305. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Gary, how you doing, man? Doing great. Who's this? This is Sino 305. Hey, what's up, Sino? How you been? Uh, you know, same as everyone else, a little frustrated, bro. Um, so, okay, I mean, everybody basically complained enough for me, so I don't really have to uh, bring the same subject up. So maybe I'll go on a different angle. Um, (laughs) We can only go over the same thing so many times now. But, uh, you know, I I kind of agree with the caller, last caller about Kaya. He he really does look scared. But, you know, when he's getting hit as much as he is, you know, maybe that's justifiable. Um, You know, I also don't see the same drive in him to win. You know, when the game is on the line, he doesn't, doesn't, you know, put it on you know he doesn't really step up uh ever i've never seen in three years he hasn't come back from one a game coming from behind him he's never come back to win a game never so i mean that's very disappointing um and then you know obviously the rick play calling is very surprising i thought that you know i mean at the very least you should be able to use our playmakers like uh coley did last year you know and coley wasn't you know uh you know anything special necessarily, but I mean, like you said, we got the, the, the tight ends vertical, we had our receivers go vertical, we do have speed, I mean, who's going to cover that, you know, t- those tight ends in Juco, who's going to cover them uh, going vertically? Nobody, but we don't do it, I, it doesn't make any sense, but anyway, well, I guess that that he'll figure out. Um, on, on let's the let's just side, hope he does, that it's better on Thursday night at this point, you know, it's like, you're absolutely right, we can beat a dead horse on it, uh, Bad night at the, let's chalk it up. Bad night at the office, and let's hope that it's better Thursday. How about that? Uh, okay, that sounds good. Um, hopefully, let's see what happens. You know, hopefully we don't have another uh, Tuesday like this. But um, let's talk about recruiting for a second. Uh, it's obvious that you know we we definitely a, a main reason probably that we're not winning over the last seven years, uh, beating teams like FSU and winning the Coastal and going into the ACC Championship, winning that and getting into like a, you know, top bowl or into the playoffs is because the guys that used to play for Miami, the type of quality elite athlete that used to play for Miami is now playing for FSU for the most part and somewhat for even Florida and some are leaving Alabama. But mostly you see a lot of those FSU guys are from Miami. You know, and those are the kind of guys that we need, like like you said, Dalvin Cooks, uh, Demarcus Walkers, you know, those kind of guys that we need on our team the difference makers. My question for you is, we brought in a guy like Rick and we have a real staff. They're building a facility. 
why why is it that first why is it that none of these guys over the last few years not, none of the elite I'm not I'm not talking about good players but elite players that are from Miami have the pride and the the you know the desire to to put on for their city to to, to represent Miami to play for their city that's one and then two why are we not seeing a difference now that Rick is hired in terms of getting those guys. I mean, it's his first year. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't know how to answer that question. I mean, it's his first year. I mean, I, I think it's way premature to say that they're not getting those guys. I mean, you know, let, let's let's look. Let's just go down South Florida, and who are they not getting? Okay, Jerry Judy. You know, that's a tough loss. But Jerry Judy's been locked up for Alabama for three years. I mean, there's nothing you can do there. Um, Trayvon Grimes at St. Thomas, the receiver. Uh, He's from Ohio. I mean, everyone's known he's going to Ohio State for two years now. Uh, So other than that, who are they not getting? Like, well, like, those offensive linemen we, we're, we're working on. Hopefully, we get them, but we may not. Yeah, I mean that, that's for you know the best of them on is the Donaldson. Defense. They've got him committed yeah, right now. Um, yeah. I I agree the two guys at American Heritage are good prospects, and they're working really hard there. And, and they got they got they got a decent shot with both of them. Um, we get them. But what about you know, you know what Kadeem about Telford, these... You know they yeah. may lose him. But I mean, like okay, what you a, know, Florida. What about on the defensive side, though? Games. You know. Yeah, but you're talking. Look at look at some of the cornerbacks we missed out on. You know, Henderson decommitted. Marco Wilson isn't coming. Um, there's a couple really good corners that right, are Mar- going out. But, but Marco Wilson, his brother, is playing at Florida. You know, you, you know, you can't. I don't think you could blame the staff on that one. Henderson's a goofy kind of kid. He's been a Gator fan his whole life. Um, I think he's going to sign with Florida, but he says he is still considering Miami. They got they've gotten the other guys at Columbus. Um, they're going to get the Amari Carter kid, I think, out of Palm Beach. Uh, they they got Brian Edwards out of Miramar. They've got Billy Gibson out of Southridge. Um, if they want Kaheem Roach out of Miramar, they can, I think they can get him. Uh, but I don't know, you know, that they do. At linebacker, they've got Steed out of Central. Uh, so, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's not like they're whiffing on too many guys. I think they're going to get DeAndre Wilder out of Carroll City at linebacker. Um, you know, Jordan Wright is a battle up at Dillard. Uh, he's a decent player, but I, I think right now they're, they're the, you know, probably the favorite to end up getting him. What so, I mean, the they're not doing though? terrible. You're talking, about some good, you're talking about some good players, but what about the elite players out of South Florida? If There's not that many elite. Players. Who are the elite? The, the, the elite is Davon Donaldson, and right now he's committed to Miami. Who, right. who else then, is elite? And he, Jerry and Judy's a probably elite. Huge need. Right, so Jerry Judy Donaldson, but he's a huge need, and you're, you know, we're feeling a little shaky. If Donaldson, if this was under Golden, maybe Donaldson, as his, you know, stock rises, jumps ship. You know what I mean? We all get that kind of weird feeling when a guy is really, really. Right, but hopefully big. he's not going to jump ship. But uh, but I agree. Hopefully, you got to. Why, why do you now. think though? Why do you think that a lot of the the elite guys were going to FSU and leaving Miami and aren't? Because the program was a mess. Uh, the program was a mess, but the program's not a mess anymore. They just blew a game. They they blew a game or two here that they could have won. But uh, but I, I I don't think you're looking at the program and, and saying it's a mess the way you were uh, the, the last few years. Yeah. Well, ho- hopefully we get a you know get a roll. I mean again. the offense is underachieving, but I don't think we can call it a mess. It's not a mess. 
Okay, you still got a couple really good running backs who have had pretty good seasons. It just got away from them here in the last week. They got to get it back for Thursday night. Okay, they got to get it back for Thursday night. If I spoke to you in August and I said, and and the consensus was, we know that we have a we have a quarterback, we know that we have receivers and some playmakers and running backs, but we you know we were only going to go as far as our defense was going to keep us in games. That was the consensus. Everybody I spoke to, including my you know my, especially myself, that that was my thought. That we're you know it's the only problem with our team is our defense. Now our defense is looking amazing. They're keeping us in every game, and our offense. I mean, Kai is not throwing the ball. He's missing guys. He's, you know, he's not, you know, the plays aren't there. It's just, it's crazy that our, our strength of our team is now our weakness. I'd like to see him get a few more opportunities. They, they threw the ball 31 times the other, the, the other day. Um, North Carolina threw it 46. Okay. I mean, I'd like to see, I'd like to see Kaya get more of a chance to impact the game. Yeah, but also they uh, North Carolina spread out the field and they're creative with their their throwing with their passing plays. Miami, right? I'd like to see even, Miami be more creative with its passing. Yeah, I don't but even think in North our passing Carolina, plays, we didn't spread out the field. We didn't have that many receivers out. We would have like two guys running routes. But even when Kaya was making throws, they were into you know they were covered. They weren't yeah, spreading I, out they, the way James Foley used to do. They need it, you know, to do kind a of better spread. job conceiving the passing game. Look, North Carolina, um, they had that Bug Howard kid. Uh, Miami had Stacey Coley. Bug Howard caught 10 passes for 156 yards. Stacey Coley had two receptions in that game. It was, it was ridiculous, you know. But if you don't okay. if you don't put a Juco, Coley, Amon Richards, and Berrios and spread them out and have them running routes, then those guys aren't going to get open because all you have is Coley running, you know, a, a similar route and, and the same play action throw to the tight end instead of the play action and throw it deep or the play action and, you know, throw some other uh, patterns. You know, it's just. But here's what I'm here's what I'm trying to say. I mean, North Carolina's personnel is not distinctly better than Miami's. I'm sorry, it's not. No, they're okay? less talented, Jerry. They're less talented. I mean, Ryan Switzer is a very, very good receiver. He's Braxton Berrios. Austin okay, Prohl. Austin Prohl, a very good little receiver, is Braxton Berrios. I mean, they're clones of each other. It, it, it's how they were used, and 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 Gary, the types North of Carolina hasn't out recruited us. North Carolina no. hasn't gotten close to us in recruiting the kind of talent we have. No, that team. was a bad loss the other day. It just was right, and, and, our and you know I think Coach Rick would agree points. with that. And they've got right. to adjust, and they got to come out Thursday night and be better. It's really pretty simple. You got to be well, better than that. Yeah, well, it's a little scary though because Thursday night we don't have. Anybody on that line? It's, I mean, we don't have yeah, defensive ends. Of course, it's scary. The defensive line is depleted. You got to go on the road, but you know, you got to find a way. It's not like Trent Harris can't play football. Okay, it's not like Joe Jackson can't play football. Joe Jackson has been very impressive this year. Yeah, well, it's amazing what coaching will do to to guys, huh? Yeah, so you just you got to find a way, man. Everyone's banged up, and you know, there's no excuses. I'm sure Virginia Tech's a little banged up, too. Do you think Chad Thomas is going to play? He, they, lift, they, they say questionable. He wasn't in practice today, so I don't know. That's not a good sign. Did, no. did you hear what it was? All right, man, you got, you got anything else for us? Uh, yeah, just that last question. Did, did you hear uh, what the injury was to Thomas? Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, I don't know if it's an extension of the injury he had last week where he was wearing the club on his hand 
or if there's another injury now. I'm not sure. Gary, I appreciate you, my man. We they all called appreciate it an your upper, hard work. They called it an upper extremity, whatever the hell that means. <laughs> so it, it's probably related to the other injury that he already had, but you know, I don't, I don't know okay. for sure. But listen, man, we appreciate right, man. your hard work. And we appreciate all the information and uh, for, from you and Matt, man. So thank you, man. Yep, thank you for being part of it. Appreciate it. All right, let's go out to the seven seven zero. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Are you with us? Yeah, can you hear me, Gary? Yeah, but you're coming in fuzzy. Who's this? Gary, can you hear me? Yeah, much better. Who's this? Yeah, this is uh, CC from the ATL. Hey, what's up, man? What you got for us? Uh, Not much. I've just got a few things for you, Gary, and that's it. I'm not going to stay on long because I know you got other callers that's trying to call in, but it seems to me, Gary, like when we get in these third and short situations, there should be like a jumbo package that we could possibly bring in. Say for an example, like maybe a Gus Edwards and then use Williams and then use the two tight end set. The only major you, you difference know, between... You know what? I've been a little disappointed with, with what I've been seeing with Williams here the last few weeks. He He's not doing as good a, a, a job as he was doing earlier in the year and as he's done on the practice field. He's got to step up his game a little bit. He dropped the pass yeah, the other day, and, he, and I, I don't see him pass. blocking. Yeah, and I don't Are see him don't? blocking as well as he was doing earlier in the year. He he needs to pick it up. Okay. Um, but don't you think maybe we could possibly use like, say, for example, a jumbo package when we get, like, third and, and two, third and one, so that way we could, you know, keep those chains, those chains, excuse me, moving or whatever, because I, I see this happen too many times. And I say to myself, the only major difference between a Nick Saban and an Urban Meyer is that they have the five and four-star players. We don't have the same amount or the same caliber players but we do have decent personnel. And I think sometimes in situations like that, we don't make the best of our personnel decisions. Well, they have at times, but again, Saturday they didn't. Bad, bad night at the office. Yeah, and that, that can, you know, sometimes happen. I don't think it happens too much with, you know, Nick Saban or Urban Meyer, but I just see, like in cases, um, Mark Rick, Kind of like, I don't know, some plays he, he kind of like, I won't say take off, but it's just like kind of just make me scratch my head like, why didn't we just do that again now? Like, shouldn't we just have used a different back or, or just something totally different in order to pick up that first down to keep that offense on the field and not just burn out our, our, burn out our defense all the time? It just seemed like to me sometimes I'm like, oh, my goodness, not again. Well, it, 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 that's the way it was on Saturday. It hasn't been that way the whole year, even against Florida State. Yeah, Florida State, they made some nice plays in the passing game. Those two touchdowns to Stacey Coley were, were beautiful. Yeah, you know, they didn't try to go down the more... field to Stacey Coley. They didn't try to go down the field to Stacey Coley the, the other night. Those two plays yeah. that they made in the Florida State game with Stacey Coley were great plays. Right, and Stacey, he needs to be right, a little Kaya bit more was fine on those two, wasn't he? He was yeah, pretty. He, he was pretty he, damn good fine. on those two throws. Yeah. Right, and then and then too, so, a quarterback yeah, to has me, to it's find a, a it, To me, it's a, it, it's like 
they went for those plays. They went for those plays against Florida State. They didn't go for the plays against North Carolina. That was where I I feel like they they came fell short. Got to do better starting Thursday. Right, you're right. I won't hold you, Garrett. I'll I'll just you know call in again next week. But it was nice talking you to got you. It, man. And uh, just right. give me a Thank, hold. Thanks for being thanks for being part of the show. You got it. Let's go to the nine five four. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary. JJ13 calling. How are you? What's up, JJ? What you got? Oh, um, great show as usual. Um, you know, just like we're always, uh, I'm sorry, just like everybody, we're a little disappointed in how the outcome has been the last couple of weeks. Um, I don't know if you remember, like, back right before Miami played Georgia Tech, I'd asked you, like, what do you think was a fair prediction for Miami making it through October, like, you know, with this kind of semi-murderous schedule they were playing, so... I believe you had said two and two would be pretty good, and that was, you know, without knowing, you know, how Florida State would kind of falter a little bit. Yeah, com- I mean, back then, coming or- into the season, I didn't expect to win the, for them to win the Florida State game. Now, them having played the game, I, I think it's like a travesty that they didn't win it. I thought they were 10 points better than Florida State. Um, the North Carolina game, I felt like, was a game that they could win and, and, and should win at home. I don't feel any differently now. I feel they blew it. You know, I mean, they just blew it. They didn't have a good a, a good enough offensive plan for that game. Wow! But I, I, I said nine wins. I but you know, when I you know I always do the prediction thing before the season. I I said nine wins. You know, we'll see how it ends up. I actually feel like Miami could win definitely the Virginia Tech game because they just lost to Syracuse, and it wasn't like an extremely tight game. And Syracuse was nowhere on the radar. Like. I think Virginia Tech caught North Carolina back two weeks ago. You know, like I know he said because of the weather, but I feel like Miami, if they come out with their head in the game, they could do well. Miami's got to play to the capability that Miami has. If they do, I think they're going to win the game. Um, and looking at the games, the Miami games, you know, the same as what everybody said, the defense has kept them in the game and has been outstanding. The only criticism I really have with the offense you know, and everybody's, you know, uh, analyzed Kai and where's his head at and also about uh, Rick's play call. The only thing that I would like to see more of that I know would change the outcome of the game is more use of the tight ends. I know we were, you were saying before there's only so many offensive plays, but that's the one area that they haven't went to because they went deep to uh, Richards they, they and They did. Nijoku had four catches the other day. Every one of them was great. I mean, I got to believe hmm. that, that they could have thrown more to him. Yeah. He was wide open every time they threw it. He was making a big impact on that game. Wow. Wow. Keep, um, keep the, making oh. it until they stop it. I would have kept going there. Oh, yeah. I agree. Najoku and um, Herndon had a play where he went downfield for, it was maybe, what, about a good 20 to 35 yards on one play they had where he was like yeah. a relief valve. Yep. Yep. 26-yard gain. He I had agree. two catches for 48 yards. Najoku had four for wow. 82. That's a hundred and you had a hundred and twenty, hundred and thirty yards to your two tight ends, and less than a hundred to your your. I mean, your receivers were like barely involved in the game. Coley had wow. two catches for twelve yards the other day. That's just not going to get it done, you know. No, they got to go downfield. Uh, one other question I had. So I know we were talking about the offensive line. I was thinking about. Um, how would everything look next year? Like, you know, I know at the offensive line right now, um, Isadora, I think, is the only one that's graduating. So I was just – I mean, this has kind of been assumptive, but just say 
George Brown, the recruit they got from LSU that they signed that's right now redshirting her. I mean, he's not eligible to play. Let's say he comes in at one offensive tackle spot because it sounds like tackles were, was killing Miami. Um, is Navon Dallinson considered a tackle or a guard? That's one thing I was trying to figure I out. Think also the guard. Guard I, think I, I think he'll probably guard. be a guard. Let's see if let's see how Brown does in spring practice before we anoint him a starter. Let's just see. Okay. I mean, there's a reason That's he cool. didn't make it at LSU. Let's be honest. Okay, so let's just see. Mm. Let's not jump the gun on him. Let's see how he does in spring ball. I've heard, I've heard different things, you know, from different places. Mm. Um, what I would say is, let's be open-minded. Let's just see how he does in spring, and then kind of evaluate where they're at with him at then. Because now it's all BS. We have no idea. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, so that being said, anything that you really foresee different with the line this year and looking ahead to next year, like if you look at what they have coming back, like what you know, I'm what I'm kind of thinking is why would we not be at the same point of saying the line is killing us? You know, like next year, everything looks great, but I mean it's the same guys that are the incumbents. Yeah, I mean probably pretty similar. They'll be a year older. They'll be stronger. You know, it's another year in this in this strength program. Gotcha. Okay. But it won't be distinctly okay. different. Yeah, I don't think. Hmm. I don't think it'll be distinctly different. I think you're looking at you know two three years down the line to rebuild. You know, to really rebuild the O line. They're gonna have to recruit like maniacs, man. Wow. Got to get everybody. Uh, you got to get it. You got you, you got to get a you got to get a, a, another thirteen fourteen guys here in the next couple of years at that position. And uh, and and just rebuild it up. Wow! All right, you got anything it. else? I mean, it's painful. Um, no, look, that's it. Just want to say, great job, and enjoying the show. When you lose, it is painful. I agree. Hey, thanks for being part of the show. Give us a call next week. Let's go to the, again to the nine five four. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Are you with us? Going once, going twice. All righty, give us a call next time. Let's go out to the 202. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary. How you doing? Doing great. Who's this? Oh, this is Kane's fan from D.C. Hey, what's up, man? What you got? Um, this, just, just nothing that much. Defense is playing great. Um, that corner is playing great. I mean, I mean, uh, Cornell, he's playing awesome. Um, it's just the offense. The play calls is just, it's just. It just it's just all too predictable. He gotta mix it up. He gotta open it up. It's just too predictable. And then and then and then uh, Kai is looking like he he looked way worse than he looked in his freshman year. I'm surprised. It's like he's taking a step behind. Him. I mean, this guy's a junior now. He should be looking way better. Even even if with a messed up line, he should at least look a little more better. His you freshman know, I, year. I totally like, agree. He looked like and, and that's a legit Coach quarterback. Rick, Coach Rick's got to get it out of him. Coach Rick's got to figure out what he needs to call to get the best out of Brad Kaya. Brad Kaya is capable of way more than what he has produced so far this season. Yeah, I'm like, in his first round, I was like, wow, this guy, he's going to be something special. Like, first round, legit pick. I'm so I'm watching the game. I was like, what the hell? Like, you can't audible the play. Change the play. Open it up. Go to the tight ends. You have a great tight end. Use the tight ends. It opens everything up, just like the Patriots. Once they respect the tight ends, they're going to stop listening to the linebackers. Then after that, you start going outside, you know, from the wild receivers because they're going to stop listening because they got because they have to respect the tight ends. We have great tight ends. Use them first. Call the right plays. 
use the right formation. It's all about personnel. When you call plays nowadays, you attack personnel. Jim Fitz, we, uh, the one we had like a couple years ago, he was great at it. He was great at it. But I don't know. He needs more time because he seems like he hasn't called plays for years, so he needs more, a little more time. And then recruits, my, I mean, uh, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Our, our head coach hasn't, you know, hasn't finished his first full year yet. So guys need to come down. He just started this coaching thing. You know what I'm saying? He needs more time to recruit. Just wait until February. February is about what? A good four to five months from now. So just, you know, keep it down. I mean, it's just it's just the offense. The offense got to keep it moving. The offense got to keep it moving. The defense is playing great. It's just the offense. That's all I got to say. Use use the right personnel. Open it up. Boy, Kyle got to step He got to step up, man. Even if that line is that bad, he still got to step up. Because his freshman year, he looked like he had everything. He just needed more time. But you looking at the tape nowadays, you're like, wow. This guy is like, he's not, his, his passing is not the accurate no more. He seems like he's rushing things just a little bit. I know the line is bad, but at the same time, this is your junior year, so you should already know. Audible, at least check now. Do something. Oh, that, man, that's all I got to say. All righty, man. Thanks for being part of the show. Give us a call next time. No problem. Thank you. All right, guys, that's going to do it for tonight. I want to uh, thank everybody that called in. I uh, thought we had great conversation tonight uh, in a very frustrating time. I know it, at moments it probably sounded like everybody was kind of in broken record mode. But, uh, listen, a lot of frustration uh, with the offense and, 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 and how the offense played l- last week. And um, they got to do better. Uh, they have the talent to do better. Um, I think Coach Rick has the capability to call the games better than he called last Saturday nights. And um, and I, I expect to see that. And uh, I think they're going to win Thursday night in Blacksburg. I, I, ho- I hope I'm right. Uh, and, and they do uh, put together a better outing. And uh, we'll see how it goes. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm heading to the airport in the morning. I, I, I always love this road trip. Uh, Virginia Tech is, is a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to go to a game at Virginia Tech. So uh, we'll be there Thursday night. For those of you that will be in the stadium, make sure you say hello. I'll be on the sideline before the game, so just holler at at me, and uh, I'll come say hi. It's always fun meeting the guys from the board uh, on the road trips. And uh, we'll be back next Tuesday night to discuss it. I want to thank our sponsors, mybookie.ag. Remember, use the promo code CANES to go there and sign up, and they will 100% match your deposit. So, you know, you throw 200 bucks in there, they'll give you another 200 to play. It's... Uh, one of the nicer um, offshore betting sites that I've seen. Real nice graphics and everything. Got some good-looking girls on there. So uh, check it out, mybookie.ag. I want to thank Harry's Razors. Again, I encourage you guys, use those German blades. They're pretty darn good. Uh, very cheap, half the price of what you're buying in the drugstore. Um, same deal. You use the promo code Canes there, and they'll, uh, they'll throw some free stuff your way. You'll get a free trial set. You'll get free post-shave bomb. And then FanDuel.com, promo code Kane. They'll give you five free entries in NFL 50-50 beginner contests. Again, they have games for as little as a dollar. Great way to check out fantasy football if you haven't. Um, It's it's, really very easy, and it could be a lot of fun, and it doesn't have to cost you a lot of money. So uh, thank you to those three entities for sponsoring. And uh, off to Virginia Tech. 
I'll see everybody next Tuesday night. Good night, everybody. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.